listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. yesterday but too many storms have come and gone leaving a trace of not good given ray is it because my life is ten shades of gray i pray all ten fade away seldom praise him for the sunny days and like his promise is true only my faith can undo the many chances i believe to bring my life to a new hey welcome to the black guy tips podcast your host rod and and we're in the house on a sunday morning um a fantasy football championship edition of the black guy tips podcast which means it's me versus my little brother for everything and it all ends tonight you going down rodney that's right (laughs) i told you at dinner yesterday you were going down and i'm saying it again for the world to hear the three-time defending fantasy football champion is coming for his belt, and no one can stop me. Mm-hmm. I already beat my wife in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You think if I beat my wife mercilessly like Ike Turner, you think that I will have mercy on my brother? <laughs> of course not. Going down, Rodney. All right. Oh, they, his mom and dad asked me that about that last night. I just looked at everybody and rolled my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I took care of Cam weeks ago. It was nothing oh. to a player. I was like, you want equality? Well, now you're equal. 
that's how <laughs> I can only express it negatively because <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, this is the Blackout Tales podcast, and um, you, you guys should be familiar with the first voice that you heard. You know, we have guests today, um, and it is the lovely Amber P. And let me just say, um, the people are like, wait, wasn't she just on the show? Yes, yeah, she fucking was just on the show. And I heard that somebody said they didn't like her being on the show. And you know what I say to that? Fuck you, son. She back. Somebody said that about Amber? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, we got beef, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. So uh, and, and it's one way, the one surefire way to make sure someone gets back, back on, on the, the show, show is to ever tell me you don't like them. So. Yep. We be sure we scheduled them the next day if we could. I tried. I was like, I literally was looking like, should I bump this? I know we had this dude scheduled for a couple weeks, but he don't have to be here. I mean, technically, we just throw her. You know his on his end, <laughs> but uh, no, you don't tell us what to do, and you don't tell us who to like. So, hey, MP, how you doing? I'm rocking on. It's good to hear from you. Um, now, uh, how's life going and stuff? I mean, if you don't mind, uh, it was terrible. It's been a horrible two or three weeks, but uh, I'm doing a lot better now. Thank you for asking. No problem. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, always good to hear how horrible it is. I feel like you had a smile on your face when you said, said that. Me too. It was horrible. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad. I was like, yes, it was horrible, but I feel good about her horrible. Yeah, I didn't know how to receive yes. that. My, my, my brain was like, okay, well, it sounds like she's smiling through it. I don't know. Yeah, I've turned a corner recently, so, you know. Okay. All's good now. I um also you know um I saw on your Twitter that you're done dating uh, Chatters. Um, you think? Uh, Yeah. Is that difficult up in your area? Because aren't you like by Boston? Isn't that place filled with Chatters? In Boston. Yeah. Isn't that Boston? Boston. Isn't that filled with Chatters? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know how you're going to do that. It's the cheesiest, as Kraft likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's always voted one of the most racist cities when it comes to sports, too. So I'm like, man, that's got to suck being up there with those guys. Well, can I just say, just as a quick thing, uh, for other cities, I love how I feel like they like to play the game of, we've got the good whites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, personally, you know, I mean, if your city... Uh, I think I think what offends people the most about like Boston is that it's a quote unquote liberal town and then has the nerve to still be racist. Like that's what yeah. like it's like it counts more or some shit cuz if it was like yeah. South Carolina like we just go yeah, what was fucking South Carolina. Carolina. Of course Spartanburg is racist <laughs> yeah. to black people, but it's like but you guys voted for Obama. It's like get out of here nigger. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um it is one of, yeah it's weird and i i did in my most recent show i was talking about like i don't have to look forward to be calling a racial slur rocking down the street and i i think i appreciate covert racism i mm. do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i appreciate it as opposed to the to the opposite but it, i think you know i love the term dog whistling and i love that i learned it on your show and if i had to pick one or the other you know but it does kind of feel like a you know or the other term uh, of you know being gaslit mm. uh, um i don't know it's weird but but yeah they the, you know the, there there's a lot of cheddars and i think i'm i'm fed up well, my favorite, uh, my favorite kind of racism is the Confederate flag because oh my God. It, it exchanges the least amount of words, but gets Everybody. across the most like effective yeah. point. And I can just avoid that place instead of, yes, you know, sir. that person or that person's car. Like that's my favorite type of racism where it's just yeah, like, be oh, okay. You racist. All right, cool. Yeah. Let me just move to the left lane. 
Yeah, and right. you're not going to – it's hard to get away with that up here. See, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, you can't – it's – it, there's stuff that you have to do on the sneak tip up here. So I don't know. It's a, it's a thing. So yeah, it's, it's very racist, but it's, it's, it's weird. Now, when, when you go on a date with a cheddar, do you mm-hmm. feel like everybody in the restaurant is black chick watching you? What do you mean? Uh, do you ever feel like people are paying like, oh, look More at that attention. interracial, yeah. that interracial situation happening over there? What's going on with that? Do you ever feel like there's more attention focused on you or more people taking notice of the fact that, you know, you're in a restaurant and you're, you know, you're with a white man? No. No. Oh, so maybe Boston is more progressive or maybe that's just that there's so many white people that are like, they well, where else no is she going to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or they're maybe- better at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because again, it's like you can't get away with me, with staring. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't. You. I think that <laughs> their hearts and minds aren't allowed to show. Uh, it's what it uh, is. Down here they You're stare. All, you, you, the Boston Brahmin, which is like the the hoity toits, they they learn to repress. They're basically British. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So they don't it's want like you to feel like you can't to, eat your food there. What? They don't want you to feel like you can't eat your food at your restaurant. Like when you go out with your dude, you don't want to question the set, you know, the sanity of your food. Yeah. They want you to, you know, but I, yeah, the, but the black girl watching happens. <laughs> See, I think what my thing is, um, I don't really notice interracial couples much, but I do think that they stare at me way too much. And it's very, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable and awkward because it's always like to they're see looking. see your response or something? Yeah, it's like they're looking to see if someone has a problem. It's like I don't, and I wish I had like a shirt or a hat. Or yeah, me too, to a, let you know I'm sig- okay with like that. Like some sort of signal to be like, we don't have to look at each oh, other awkwardly. Oh. Uh I'm fine with this situation. We're all fine, fine. here. Yeah, I, you I'm don't not, have no problems, no issues. Yeah. yeah. If I could, I'd buy your meal, but I'm not a rich man. Just please continue to make future babies, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I always worry about I, I the opposite too. happening to me because I've yes. seen that happen where I was like, I'll look up and it'll just be a couple in front of me and maybe it's like a black dude and a white woman or opposite black woman, white man. And I'll try to give them like the head nod like, hey, what's up, y'all? And then they give me the kind of like, the fuck you looking at? I'm like, God damn, man, I have no problems. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on you to say something. Like, they come out with the chip on their shoulder. Yeah, like, I, I, I support this. I Please. do, too. I, I don't know what to say. Can I open the door for you? I don't know. I don't know. I love it. That's so funny. Well, oh, um, my God. <laughs> all right, and then the other guest on the show, um, you guys have never uh, heard on here before. We've tried to get her on so yep. many times, mm-hmm. and uh, we persevered. Um, trials and tribulations. Uh, we, you know, we, we figured stick out, up, stick at the airports, how to get it to work. Um, now I, now for like, and I couldn't hear you before earlier when we had you on the um, phone cause it was acting up on Skype. But, um, what, what do you want me to call you, uh, exactly? Everybody calls me Goody. Goody. All right. We got, Everybody calls me Goody. We got Goody. And I, for the record, that sounds like, like, a old 1950s nickname for a woman with a very, like, opinionated time. Like, she was ahead of her time with having an opinion and rights and shit. And so it's like, oh, that's just Goody. She yeah, just. She mm. fighting on everybody else's behalf. Yeah, she talking about voting again. God damn. I wish she would quit that bullshit. Don't nobody want women to vote. Yeah, <laughs> these rights and shit. Um, so what's up, Goody? How you doing? I'm doing great. 
over it. But, over, uh, over already? Bah humbug. I, I've been over it. Like, I don't like the shopping. I don't like the obligatory family gatherings. Mm-hmm. Like, do you I'm do it? it? Do you do it all? Do you like, uh, get into like, you know, buying gifts and, you know. Oh, oh no. I love to buy the gifts. Like, I, that's my favorite part because I, I try to be thoughtful about my gift giving. But, and I love the fact that my dad's people pull names on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to buy one present. Mm, that's there. smart. That's pretty tight. Yeah, you know, and that's great. For, for 18 and up, we pull names. Because I think Christmas is for kids, not adults. True. And that's what my problem is, because grown people think they're getting Christmas presents. Ain't that the truth? And, no, your birthday is your day, pumpkin. Christmas is for children that believe in Santa. Mm, okay. Santa does not deliver to 18 and up. It doesn't happen. Now, you so, said you say you can try to be real thoughtful with your gifts. Do you get... Like, um, cause I, this used to happen to me, but I don't do gifts anymore, but this used to happen to me. Like, do you get a little competitive? Like, I'm going to have the best fucking gift. Like when they Absolutely. open my gift, my gift's going to put everybody else's gift to shame and they will Absolutely. all like stab themselves in the stomach and rip out their intestines <laughs> Japanese yep. style. Yep. And hate Christmas forever. Because right. I ruined it for them. They yep. will lose face and they will want to step their game up next year. But next year I'm going to be like, no, nah, bitch. Bam. Right back at you. Better gift than last time. How about that? Right. right. And I'm going to wrap the gift in a gift. Right, right. <laughs> like when you unwrap my 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 gift, it's gonna be money and 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 uh and, and cards to best buy and shit in the gift. Like it's gonna be like, what right. what is this falling out? Oh my you know, god! What I did this year was I have a lot of purses and stuff, and I don't even carry a purse, which is crazy. Hmm. I keep my money in my ID and my bra, like most people. Right. So. Well, just like someone named Goody, I would expect. I would yes. expect that Nothing from someone less. named Goody. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to disappoint the stereotype. Right. Um, like a so like a folded like a folded twenty dollar stash and then like a, a razor blade next to it, just in case. Well, you know, I had to take the blade out because I'm somebody's mama now. Oh, okay. It was okay. cut up the inside of my bras. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to you know, to prove my support, I wanted to make sure I had to take the blade out. Right. Oh, obviously. So, yeah. Uh, I did away with the blade when I turned thirty. I had to let that go. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but now I just take the uh, like a purse like that I've never used or whatever, and I wrap like I put the gifts in the purse. So oh, so it's a so double got, gift, right? So I'm extra I'm extra dope now. Like at my gifts, when my son has birthday parties and stuff, you can look at the gift table and tell which gift we brought because there's like a toy strapped to it or a hot glue, some sort of oh. your name is written in change and glued on change on the wrapping paper or like oh. you know my present. Now, have you ever thought about giving them the gift in the purse and then asking for the purse back like it was like wrapping paper? You're like, oh, yeah, you give me that. Right, back. Yeah, I'll... like, let me have that. For yeah. The yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't for the, that wasn't the gift, the, the box inside. That's, yeah, that was, yeah. Give my box know, back. Like, <laughs> that's April Fool's and Christmas wrapped in the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Purse. So people probably get excited when they know that it's you that's getting them the gift then. Right. Oh, that's right. Tight. Like, they're crunk. Like, my dad is going to go ape shit when he sees his present. Now, do you like, does your, like, whole family get together? Like, how's that work? Well, this is the thing. My parents are divorced. Okay. And um, and so I have my dad's family, my mom's family, and my my son has my ex-husband's family. Okay. So a lot we of have three trips. You know. Uh, is it all close together? Like, like can you well, make three trips in one day? or? I can make the trip. We're all in Dallas. We're all in Dallas. But okay. It's just you know they want you, they want to see you they want you to be there they want I gotta bring a dish for every house we go to oh, I gotta man. sit there and act like I like these people the mm. rest of the year like 
I can do my family in doses. You know what I'm saying? So the obligatory part is what kills me. And like my ex-husband family, he's on wife number three. Mm. But as I'm wife number one, I dictate how the rest of us interact. So mm. I get to go and, you know, everybody's all happy to see me and looking at the third wife like, womp. Mm. Oh, that's, so that's not for me. Like, I'd like to drop my kid off and just go. But my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law is not having that. So that that sucks for like your mother or like your ex mother in law. Does she like you more than his new uh-huh. wives? Damn. Yes, because she, because we have a child. We have a son. He had a he had a wife with a, a daughter with a second wife as mm. well. But my ex husband is her favorite kid, mm. and my son is her favorite grandkid. Mm. Does she put well, it out there like do. that? Does she tell them that, or do, know? You, or do you just know? It's, it's, it's just like that Confederate flag we were talking about. Like you just know. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so you you send your so it's basically you send your son down there to his grandmama's house with like uh, money wrapped inside of his jacket. Just so it's like, look, you got your favorite grandkid and fifty dollars. And she's like, this is why she right. he's my favorite. <laughs> he's the gift, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's like very Christmas. She sent him wrapped in a grand baby. Oh my! Favorite kind of Christmas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. So creative. but I'm, I'm excited for Christmas to be over because I'm getting married on New Year's Eve. Oh, word. Congratulations. Congrats. Now, um, where about are you? Like, how are y'all doing this ceremony? It's going to be a New Year's Eve party and then y'all get married at midnight. Like, well, no, um, what we're going to do is he and I are, are like, we know way too many people. Mm-hmm. So we're not even, in, we're not so that we don't leave anyone out. We're not inviting anyone. Okay, um, I like that. I like too. this already. Me too. For the record, the, I'm down with this yes. now. <laughs> so we, what we're going to do is there's an open-air statue park situation um, in the RC part of Dallas called Deep Ellum, like, and it's, it's on Exposition Plaza. So we're going to be – it's like all these big steel um, – big concrete columns. So we're going to be outside at the concrete column at sunset, so the sun will be coming through the columns. Um, my son's godfather is a judge, so he's going to be the efficient. I have a witness. My fiance has a witness, and my son will be there. Wow, that's dope! And then I have two shooters. I do have some. I have a, like I have you know my hair is getting done. I make up my dress is green. You know, uh, he, he's wearing a sweater with green in it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. we we have photographers to shoot. You know, to to capture the moment or whatever. And then next year we're gonna do a um, concert and comedy show on New Year's Eve anniversary parties kind of situation cool. at this big venue, the venue that we met at. It's called the Profit Bar here in Dallas. You're going to so, coordinate the concert and comedy, like, or is it just absolutely. like... Absolutely. Like, I, I know a lot of comedians. I know a lot of, you know, musicians. A lot of, so Dallas is a very big hub for, like, Grammy Award women musicians that play for other people. So And they have their own projects here in Dallas. So mm. it'll be live music, comedians sprinkled in. We're going to do a dessert bar. And then after midnight, a breakfast buffet. I mean, I already got it planned out. It's already done. Wow, that's that's dope, man. Yeah, and then it also gives you a reason to stay together for a year because you get this awesome concert. <laughs> I know this big exactly. Yeah, a comedy show. Like if y'all just would, I'm like no, we done already paid these vendors, son. Like no, nah, you going? <laughs> that's how you do it. You just keep coordinating shit for the next year. So it's like right. you know, we always uh, have to have an anniversary. We always have to have a New Year's Eve party for our anniversary now. So <laughs> right, you know, but the biggest one will be the first one. But now, you can't leave me. You right, leave it's what? like you know, uh, what? we stop having <laughs> sex. We don't talk to each other anymore. Ooh, uh, you, you know what? I know what you like. It's like no matter uh how bad things are getting, um, uh, I know that you know you you're talking about leaving, but 
we really have an awesome party planned on uh, the thirty first. Right. And uh yeah, I'm gonna need you to get over this shit. I'm gonna need you to work it out. Right. One way or another, Kevin Hart is now next year. Right. Before the business get paid. Right. The deposit is down. And then and then before I put this damn deposit down, your ass, we go together. And then you renew the shit like the night of the party, like right after the party's over. Cause you still on the after party high. You'll you'll never get divorced. Exactly. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Yeah. The party was so good. You really put your thing in this baby. Making reservations for next year. Yeah. Go ahead and sign right here. Mm-hmm. And sign right here. All right. That's that's the deposit for next year. So keep your shit together. Right. Tax time. It's perfect. It's right on time. Um, you know, at tax months, I'm going to pay the deposit for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Amber, what do you do for Christmas, man? How, how do you, uh, you know, how do you, your family roll? Um, okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, for people who listen to Taste Like Fried Chicken, this is going to be a repeat, but okay. whatevs. Uh, so, uh, about a decade ago, my grandma died and, uh, there's, uh, Christians have this thing called a homegoing ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, because they believe in heaven. And so they're like, you're going back to be with God and stuff. Oh my God. Do you get elected homecoming queen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, is there a parade? <laughs> exactly. Confetti. We buried her with a sash, and so <laughs> oh uh, you know we played Bob Marley at her funeral and stuff. Not a joke. It oh. really happened. So oh, wow. um, you know people were crying and stuff, of course. But you know it 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 really was you know a celebration of her life, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. And so you know of course there were people falling out and all that stuff. But you know uh, so uh, you know people trying to jump in the casket and stuff. But whatever. Mm. So it would have uh, been a black funeral if they did. I, that's the truth. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, don't you and have the, some Jamaican in your family too? Uh, uh, in the family, it's all Jamaican. All yeah, yeah, side. that make that and, sound about right. And they have the wrap it up sign. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I usually go to funerals at churches, but this was at a funeral home, and they had the wrap it up sign. Yeah, funeral homes will be playing that. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna be in the eighteen hours, but they got they, they got another dead y'all body in the back. Five o'clock. Yeah, oh my goodness, it was crazy. And then, oh my goodness, it was priceless. And then, okay, so quick story. I mean, you got me started, so now I have to keep going. So my my uh, little cousin, she was acting up, and her dad was like, if you don't stop acting up, you're going to get a spanking. And then she starts crying, and, and somebody, you know, you know, a bunch of people who didn't hear that turned around and started looked at her, and they were like, why is she crying? And, you know, and they were looking at her like, what's going on? And uh, her sister's like, it just hit her. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, she's three. Why would she know? Right. Really? She just didn't want to say. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so, you know, everybody's sad and stuff. So anyhow, we, uh, so that was the wake, but, uh, her funeral was on New, uh, was on, uh, Christmas, was on Christmas Eve. Mm. So we knew what was going to happen on Christmas Day is that people were going to show up and like, I'm so sorry. Why don't yeah. you come to our, you know, come to our house for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, just leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. And so like, where can we go where people aren't going to bring us dishes? or ask us over and you know restaurants were going to be closed and uh, we didn't know the area because we were in new york and we live in boston so we didn't know what restaurants were going to be open and you know google wasn't around so it was hard to find stuff blah 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 so we thought well rest um hotels might have um restaurants open mm-hmm. so we found uh restaurants a, a hotel that had an open restaurant and we went there and we had just uh, the three of us Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to kind of get away. So we kind of called it like the night family getaway from everyone, uh, 
tradition. And so like mm-hmm. every couple of years we have a just us getaway and it's really cool to not have to cook and not have to be with other people and not have to make a dish, not have to be around screaming kids. Mm. And so this year we're going to do it and go to a nice place by the water. Please don't stalk us. And, uh, Oh, Oh, it's, it's not in Florida. Is it? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Oh, well, we hope to hear from you next year. Just, exactly. Just please, just whatever you do, don't be you safe. Know, just stay out of uh, Dade, because that's where the cowards get sprayed. So, just. so, uh, so yeah, that's what we're gonna do. The, you know, every uh, every other year or so, Knight family gets away from everybody. Uh, uh, you know, tradition. So, oh. I'm, I'm I'm glad. Oh, yeah. And, and also, I would like to ask, uh, Goody some questions mm-hmm. about, uh, some of the things that you sell and all that good stuff, young lady. Would you like for us to talk about? Yeah, I haven't even said their website's my bad. Um, this is all my fault. <laughs> um, first of all, um, Amber P has a website. It's, uh, black, sexy, geeky, and mental.com. Of course, you guys should all know about it. Um, and she has a podcast, black, sexy, geeky, and mental that you can check out. Uh, I love it. Um, I don't know what to how to recommend it i just know that i love it and you guys should go listen to it um and then because it doesn't fit like a specific genre it's not like oh this is comedy this is um whatever it's uh it's just awesome uh, it's awesome should be a genre on itunes I think. yes it should. it should um it should. and then of course uh goody you can find her um oh amber is on twitter at amber podcast um and goody is on twitter she's at just goody um, all one word and her her her, her website is a lady in the sheets dot com mm-hmm. all right karen proceed with your questions I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt oh no problem i just wanted to ask her some questions about that uh what made you start and what actually is a lady in the sheet for our fans <laughs> that don't know anything about you okay well um, a lady in the sheets dot com is is my company, and it is an I'm an it's an intimacy consulting firm basically. Um, it's a, it's based on empowering through sexual exploration, education, and awareness. The exploration is the adult accessories, toys, playwear, um, those types of things. The education is I do a lot of HIV and AIDS awareness. I do a lot of um, self esteem coaching and and talking to youth about safer sex and dating and stuff like that. Um, and then the awareness part is, again, the HIV and AIDS. I do events around the city. I work with the city of Dallas to kind of bring more effective risk prevention, risk reduction, uh, HIV and AIDS programming to the city. Um, the toys <clears throat> are my favorite part because they're the most fun. Um, I do, like, of course, I do the toy parties. I'm not passion parties. I'm not pure romance. I have my own vendor. It's all me because mm-hmm. I'm, my degree is in business management. I'm not, I just look like this. Um, so I went out and found my, found my own vendor. Um, so I do like the home parties. I host co-ed toy parties here in Dallas. Like I'll get a photography studio, get a DJ, get some food, and have, you know, men and women in for the toy party. Um, I teach the Art of Undress workshops, which is not pole. It's striptease class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also teach oral technique workshops, which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, like oral sex? Those, um, yes. Like That's what it sounds like to me. I, I teach fellatio workshops. Um, I actually do teach a cunnilingus workshop as well, uh, but it's a little more expensive. What's because that? The pieces. I'm sorry. Well, I said, what is that? Exactly, is that? Okay, yeah. What, what's the difference? Oral sex on a penis and cunnilingus is performing oral sex on a vagina. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're so, not like with with the oral technique workshops. You, it's like a seventy five dollars booking fee, fifty dollars per person. You get a seven inch practice piece, a C ring, some product samples, and of course the working workshop guide. Um, <clears throat> for the cunnilingus one, it costs a little more. It's seventy five dollars booking fee and sixty five per person because the practice piece costs a little more. We go uh-huh. over everything, and so you have to do it right then. So you get really close to the people that you have there, mm. like. It should be like y'all go, y'all like y'all are all, you know, a hold of hands kumbaya because you get so much closer to the people that you're there with. Well, yeah, I, um, I think the uh, the family that eats vajay together stays together. Yeah, and the family I mean, that sucks know, penis together stays you know, together too. Skin flute, skin flute lessons. Um, I, no, wait, I have a question. No, don't move on yet. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> so, what kind of person calls about the cunnilingus party? Like, because I, I would imagine that um, maybe some ladies call or dudes call about. Well, I teach men and women. I will teach them. Okay. I teach men. I teach women. Sometimes, typically, those are one on one or be like maybe two or three people. Okay. The, uh, the fellatio workshops tend to be anywhere from five to twenty five people. See, that's what I thought. Mm. Dicks are so much more popular. And they're easier well, to do. Well, the thing is, well, men, because I teach men. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I have some women that I've done uh, the Cumberland's Workshop for. But I teach men typically. And a lot of times, you know, brothers don't feel like, or men in general, don't feel like they need any help. Right. They're so, so confident. Yeah. And this is the thing, though, because it's not about teaching you how to do it. It's about adding to existing talent. Right. True. Right. It's the male ego. That's all. This is, the ego exactly. is too and big. so, you know, but it's whatever, because every person that's taken my class male or female, mm-hmm. have gotten positive feedback from their partners. Right. I've gotten, okay. like, when I do them for the women, I've gotten gifts from the fellas, from their partners. You know, I've gotten Tiffany keychains and massage gift certificates. You know, I love running into my clients in the street, and I go, hey, goody, and the dude will be like, that's goody? Yeah. Like, and they run, like, I had a six-foot-five dude, like, wrap himself around me. I'm five-five, by the way. Like, they just see you walking down the street, and they say, hey, goody, smell my breath. <sighs> Oh my God! I would just fall out and sizzle on the ground like bacon. I don't even know how to how to handle that. It worked. It worked. Right. Look oh, at no, my beard. here. Messages two two thirty in the morning. You know, uh, the guys will send me pictures with the thumbs up, like at the number I don't know, with a man with a thumbs up and it's, you know smiling with a glossy I mean, face. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, no, I'm saying from the guy. Like if it's a fellatio class, yeah, partner. Oh, like, oh, okay, okay. It's like a number I don't know, but he's like with the thumbs up, smiling. Like I'm just like, oh, thank you for oh, teaching okay. my girl. Yeah, that's pretty dope, man. So, I mean, um, you know, it's a, how, I consider it a community service. How long did? The, yeah, it is. It should, you should be able to write this <laughs> off uh, on taxes. Um, how uh, how how long do the classes last? Um, it depends on how many people because it's a question and answer. And what happens mm-hmm. is we go over the anatomy of the penis, hand, mouth, throat, oral and manual manipulation of the penis. Uh, we go over tips and tricks, breast control, gag reflex control, dental placement, eye contact and overall showmanship, diet, oral hygiene, show-friendly positions, and accessories and toys, and spit versus swallow. So what happens is wow. we go over everything. You practice each technique on your piece as we go. So sometimes I just have to, like, I'll have the biggest class I've had is 25. I won't do any more than 25. Mm. And what happens is they'll have to practice the, the technique in groups of five so I can see what they're doing and say, okay, that's good, but, you know, open your mouth more or put your lips around your teeth or, you know, use mm. your hands, like, well, you, you know, stuff like that. So it takes a little longer if the class is bigger, but in general, it's about a two-hour course. And you get a little – I have these little uh, plastic – you know how I like gift cards? Mm-hmm. I have certified head doctor cards for every woman that completes my course. Now, what is her head doctor? What is that? 
It's a certified head doctor. Like so, that. so they can like whip that shit out on it's somebody. Like, I'm like, certified yeah, to like suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certified to suck your dick and lick your balls. You just Damn. been, Amen. you just been served by Absolutely. the head doctor. It's because, like, oh my. Well, this is the thing because you have to. I broke it down, you know, medically with a lot of anatomy and physiology work, and of course, you know, you practice how you play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, gotten feedback from previous partners, existing partners, future partners. Anyway, um, and so it's just kind of. I'm always evaluating the, the workshop side and changing and fixing and adding to and removing and you know it's it's a, it's an evolving process. I love what I do. Uh, I, I do. I'm a forensic accountant during the day, um, but this is the, this is the highlight of, of my. Mm-hmm. Now, have have you ever run into somebody who was like an idiot savant where like they just knew what they were doing and you really you, like you didn't need to add anything to them or just everybody well, could use some help. There's always one in the in anything. There's always that one that feels like they can do what you do. Mm. And <clears throat> I have never had an an experience where everyone in the class did not learn at least one thing. Okay. There's a lot of technical knowledge that I apply and a lot of like little tips and tricks that if you think about it is really simple but just like the line dance, like when you learn a line dance, you do it exactly the way you're taught. And then when you learn it, then you add all your spins and your snaps and you you know, it's the same thing. So when you have the technical instruction, you're going to learn something. I always, every time I do a class, it's always one, at least one girl. Oh, I don't need, but you're here now, and I have your money. So you might as well focus. <laughs> and you ain't, because you ain't getting it back. Right. You know, yeah. No refunds, boo. You don't put your mouth on the piece now. Nope. <laughs> no refunds. So um, now the, sw- the spit versus swallow debate has been one that has raised on for the ages, I mean, just ever since Adam and Eve, uh, Spit mm-hmm. versus Swallow has divided, uh, the people. What, so like, what do you, what, what do y'all come down on that? Like, how do you, um, like, how is this part of the class, like, approached? Is it, can people, um, like, put in on it? Do they get to speak up and be like, oh, no, this is why I don't do it, or this is why I do do it, and all that stuff? Well, this is what, because of what I do, I consider myself an intimacy consultant. That's what my business card say, and sex educator. So what I do is, the the point of my existence is not to judge you based on what you like, but mm. make sure that you do it as healthily, safe, safely, and pleasure-filled as possible. Um, so I don't ask anybody. I ask them up front not to say what they do or don't do. Okay. Because if if someone says, oh, I swallow, and then the whole room goes, yeah, you know, right. we're not here to make you feel bad about what you do. I just want to make you the best at it. Be good or be good at it, period. Mm. So. I don't need to know what you do. You can you can weigh in, but I don't want to. I don't the phrase I don't do that. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I give them the biology behind it as to what happens when you swallow <laughs> versus what happens when you do not. Um, you leave yourself susceptible to infection either way, so it's not about you know catching anything. Um, and we just go over the showmanship of it all because if you don't swallow, you still don't like jump off and be like give me a towel. I told you you trip, you play too much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to. <laughs> you know, you don't want to bad. You don't want to make them feel you know right. rejected or whatever. But you, that you is a very uh, that is a very vulnerable moment in it's sex. Very, really and a, a lot of people don't don't think of it that way because mm-hmm. um, everybody Cause, just and most men don't make us move when it's our time. You know what I'm saying? Right. They like don't make, but, they don't push us away. But it is like some sort of uh thing where it's like uh you come in someone's mouth and then like whatever happens in that next second can determine a lot, man. It's like yep. yeah. I yeah. reject you as a person. Yeah, like that. It's just gone. I can't be with you. 
Right. Because you, you know, like I feel rejected now. I'm vulnerable, and this is how you act. Like right. I, I give this to you, and this is how you treat me. It's like after yeah. sex, I would like to, uh, you know, I want to curl up and talk about talk about stuff. And uh, now my my emotions are more open. It's like, but but you did reject my my seed. Like it was, well, yeah, like, like it was the worst thing enough, on the earth. And, 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 <laughs> like and, you like me enough to put your mouth on it. But, right. Right. It's like, yeah. oh no, this yeah. is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It's like yeah. it's the worst thing that's happened to both of us. Yeah. And, and it, and it's, it could go both ways because at, at at that particular moment you have uh people go like don't touch me don't you know put your mouth on me right. you know after we're finishing you're like oh and everybody's looking at each other making such an awkward moment that really mm-hmm. doesn't have to be there everybody just accepting of we just had an intimate moment but i think sometimes right. a lot of people come in with their preconceived notion of well i've dealt with women in the past and you know this is how they always responded and you're gonna respond this way too now do you watch pornography uh goody i do um but it, it doesn't arouse me sadly see that's um, what i was gonna ask that was my question do you watch it from the technical aspect now where you're like no I see do. that's not how you do Absolutely. it and i also look at it as an art director I'm, I'm a very creative person i do natural hair i make jewelry i look at from a, with, if you have nine fingernails we have a problem like if your nails are done but one is missing mm. like i look at that kind of stuff like her weave is dumb i'm mad at that or you know i can't focus on the sex part because it's, i don't feel like it's realistic yeah, most of it's I not. I don't think it's realistic. It's, it looks dry. It looks like it hurts. She's doing all this excessive moaning for no reason. I'm mm-hmm. not going to moan for you unless you earn it. Right. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it just, it's really fake. It's like, it's like watching wrestling. Yeah, that's why I prefer the amateur pornography of hoodamateurs.com. I mean, at, at least at hood amateurs, they're keeping it real. Now, the title might say, uh, that she is riding the ham, but whatever the title is, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm good, I'm good with that. I, I, I know when you put Melvin's baby mama in the description, I know what you mean. Like, it's just, right. you know, this is two amateurs and you have to earn it, you know? So yeah, I right. agree. What, what are the yeah, race? No, I- Okay. What are the races of the people that you have these classes? You have mixed races? Are they normally all black? Yeah, or? Absolutely. No, 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 no. Um, I do a lot of, especially during wedding season. Uh, during the summertime, I'm booked almost every weekend. Um, and I even do like the little Wednesday happy hour, like, you know, even on Sundays, I do sexy Sunday brunches where we have champagne and fruit and we go over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I have, I have every race. I've taught women from age 18 to 80. Um, every race, every day. 80? So, yeah, well, someone had their grandmother there. And, what? You know, Grandma was like, let me pull arm. out my teeth and show y'all ladies how to and go to town right. on this thing. Hey, listen, and she went forward. Hear me? <laughs> <laughs> went forward. And I was like, listen, you you know, high five to you. Because I'm still going to be getting it in at 80. If I, you know, right. I don't know what the rest of y'all doing. I know, <laughs> so The party don't stop or shut down till I die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I want to go out like, like that's how I want to go out. To be honest, like I want to go from a from a from a calm coma. Like I want to go to sleep after I have some great sex. They're like, oh no, this lady's died choking on semen. Just like, oh, that's she, how she wanted. She, she died as she lived. She died doing right, what she loved. Right, right. She went out with a bang. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, well, I mean, and then we mm-hmm. go over everything, and then like even with with the spit versus swallows, that's when we introduce the part about the diet. Um, because a lot of times that women complain is that, you know, it's too strong or it's too salty or it's too whatever. Right. And what you eat, you know, you are what you eat. And as women as well, what we eat influences how we taste. Mm-hmm. So we just go, that's, I take that opportunity to go over how semen actually reacts to the digestive system and, you know, how what you eat affects 
how you taste and how cigarette smoke and, and any other type of smoke mm-hmm. uh, affects the way you taste and things like that. And we just, I mean, I really try edutainment is my is my goal. Now, what about alcohol? Does that affect it? Like, absolutely, mm. beer makes you bitter. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. So I, you gotta get alcohols. A... They give you a more strong. I mean, because first of all, it's never gonna be delicious. Right. I mean. It's not, you know, the breakfast of champions. Let's be clear. I do like but, the people that ah! talk. I do like the people that talk about it like it is, though. Like, you know, no, man, I, I, the, no, just eat some, just eat some kiwi. Reflex, but like, I have a metaphysical gag reflex. So when people talk about stuff like that, Uh-oh. I just start to dry heat because it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? It's right. not delicious. It's Don't a lie. Of your great work. That just means you did yeah. a good job. You ain't got a lot to kick it. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I've been trying to put out a marketing campaign, guys. So let's, uh, about my, about that I taste great. You're like, listen, uh, my vagina tastes like kiwi and you just have to try it to see. There's no other way I mean, to find you know, out. Taste test. Let's go right now. Um, <laughs> I would say, you know, if you, if you, I would, you know, women want to ask me, oh, can I, how do I score? How do I do this? How do that? You know, with flavor as well, lots of fruit, mm. lots of fruits, lots of fresh fruits, lots of water. Mm. Um, you know, and that's for men and women. It changes your texture, it changes your consistency. If you drink a lot of water, I challenge my clients to do a thirty-day water challenge. Mm. Um, and that's you can eat whatever you want, but when you drink, only drink water, no alcohol, no juice, no milk, only water. Mm. And hey what guys, listen. Is, huh? Hear that? <laughs> is that, that's water. Is that water? Yep. Uh, uh, well, ladies, listen. Tips drink glass. I'm not joking. Ladies, listen. Uh, <laughs> I got water too. I have my Fairville State uh, glass, and it's full of rum and coke. Oh, see. <laughs> what? I got 30 <laughs> days. I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up. Well, what the water does? What happens is, what fellas notice in the 30 day water challenge around day 11, you notice a more turgor in your erection. It's more firm. Um, it's plumper because, you know, erections are blood flow and blood needs water and mm. it just, it, it, it improves your circulation. Um, with women, what they'll notice is their winter and their clitoral erection is firmer, mm. which makes the sensation more, you know, it, it increases, improves the, the sensation. Um, and then typically every woman can squirt. We just, they just don't have to learn their bodies well enough to do so. But if you don't drink water, you're not going to be able to squirt because you don't have it to squirt mm. out. Well, we've been having a um, little bit of a debate on the show uh, between us and uh, Shirley from Chonilla.com, her podcast. Um, we found out that a lot of people on porn sets use, um, now they're using vegetable oil as lubrication. Yeah, oh, my which uh-huh. we we think is terrible. Like yes. just like you know, there's like places you can go and buy lube. You can go to a lady in the sheets dot com, and there's all kinds Absolutely. of actual lubrication Ooh, it, on it there. Tastes good and yeah, smell great, right. and, and and it doesn't get sticky or anything and all that good stuff. So, um, what do you think about honestly, vegetable oil as lube? Would would it work? Is it if you're not using condoms, then uh, olive. I would say extra virgin olive oil. If you're not using condoms, then mm. extra virgin olive oil is probably a great natural lubricant. Um, if you're using condoms, it's going to mess your condoms up. Ah, so extra virgin um, for people that are extra freaky. I see. I, you know, and, it's, and, you see, and, and, you know, hashtag natural hair. How about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, you can use evil, but um, it, I think it's, 
it messes up your sheet like are you outside are you on a tarp like where are you at well whenever i watch whenever i watch these porn where they just like lather the people in like oil and shit uh it's everywhere it's outside inside on the couch on a bed oh. and, uh, okay well on i mean i would think just the cleanup process will be a pain in the ass that's yes. what i that that's, was my question was who, I have. who cleans it up like do they just yeah. throw those couches we'll out because the hotel room and then go home right burn it. like i would hate we to be cash with fake ids and go <laughs> so they can't find yeah us. it's like uh, i should have known that was <laughs> a fake you, id you have to pay for that room <laughs> I should have known there was a fake ID when it said certified head doctor. I don't think anybody, right. <laughs> I don't think that was exactly. a license of any kind. Now, have you ever had to revoke somebody's certified head doctor uh, status? Oh, no, okay. no, no. And I, I try to make myself available to my clients after, you know, like they can call me, they can text me. All my email addresses come to my phone. Um, I, I try to make myself readily available, but I haven't had to revoke anything. I love getting the phone calls. Even if they're at 2.30, I won't answer, but the voicemail is awesome, and I can play mm. it for other people. Now, you uh, ever have... No, do you ever have... They call me... Go ahead. I'm sorry. They, no, let me say they just call me like as soon as they leave the class. Like, they're going to go try some shit out, and I'm getting phone calls, and you can hear him in the background, you like, you know, <laughs> you know and so, I, love, I love what I do. I love, I love teaching people things, and so... When I impart a concept and you see that light bulb go up over their head, no matter what it is, because I'm also right. certified to teach high school English, no matter what I'm teaching somebody, right. once they grasp the concept, I feel like I've been successful. Now, you know, I, I want to know. You can dig, whatever. <laughs> what, now, wouldn't the best compliment, has anybody ever called you with just the sound of some man sleeping? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just snoring his ass off. He's like, see, girl? Actually, it worked. yes. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I had a call. It was, I, was, I was at work, minding my business, and she was like, Cuddy. And I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, Listen to this. It's shit. <laughs> and he was <laughs> like, and she was like, he's, girl, she's like, girl, he's smiling, he's smiling, mouth open, head back. Oh, yeah, like, man. You, know. you get that good after Thanksgiving meal sleep, man. That's uh, that's a hell of okay. a fucking compliment, dude. That's like uh, burping in Africa. Like that shit is uh, that's the ultimate compliment. Like, mm-hmm. you enjoyed yourself. You had a time. I put that work in. I need mm-hmm. a nap. You need a he nap. He got that work. Um, I have I have I have t-shirts that say Goody taught me dot dot dot, and on the back it say Lady of Sheet dot com. Oh. And, like I buy my clients, they wear my T-shirts. They, I mean, that's <laughs> I what's one, up. I have T-shirts that say "Got Toys" with a question mark, <laughs> and then I have one that says "Goody Taught Me." You know, like people wear my shirt. I have men that wear my shirts, women that wear my shirts. I mean, they they're excited. Oh, that's what's up, man. Well, look, man. Now, this uh, this has been a great interview, man. We got to start the show too, but um, we got to have you more. We got to have you back again because I have more questions that I do yes. want to ask. Just, this is why I've been okay. so excited about getting. Yeah, you it's like at some point I do got to start the show, but oh okay, man, well, just know that I will fly to y'all. Like if y'all want to do one and like have your your you know your fans come out, I will do one. I'll come out there and do one. I Man, I'm gonna write that on the list of uh, yep. things to do when we uh, maybe we we'll do a live <laughs> thing, man. Like, yep, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I need to, you know, need to tighten up my technique. You never know. I could learn some <laughs> shit. I'm not. I'm not. My ego's not that big. I don't, oh no. Um, never know. You'd be like, oh shit, what? If, so you yeah. gonna put three fingers in there? Okay, yeah, we, let me write this down. Yeah, we we have the first twenty five people to sign up are the only people that can come. Yeah, we we we'll, we'll get something with yeah, you. Yeah, we'll get. We it can working. do more than one. We can do a day shift and a night shift. You know. Okay. Hey, right. I want to partake in your. I want to partake in you. 
Well, one spot is already filled up by Amber. <laughs> um, so, of course, uh, if you've been listening this long, um, uh, fellas, put put your dicks away. It's the Blackout yeah. to this podcast, and we're about to get um, and, and, into some podcasting. Yeah, and, and, and ladies, you know, uh, go go check check everything she got out there and, and, and know that you can sign up for a class. You in the Dallas area. You, you know where she is. And she and will fly to you. She will fly to you. Um, so yeah, um, make sure you guys do that at ladyintheshees.com. Um, and you know, Amber used to teach, uh, teach class. She used to teach burlesque. Mm-hmm. So, yes, got- I saw that. I was so excited. All kinds of instructors we, on the show. We might, yeah, if I was, if I'm ever in Dallas, I really do want to partake in some of your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We can. You can teach me some stuff, and I can teach you some stuff. Uh, you know, and I was about Holla. to say, yeah, we might have you know make make it a double take. Have have Ember teach burlesque, and have you teach that? Maybe we can make a whole day out of it. Yeah. Yeah. The it's art. That's all I heard. It's the art of undress. <laughs> say that again. Razor. <laughs> 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 now, of course, uh, this is the Blackout Test Podcast, and uh, it's a comedy podcast that we do three times a week. Uh, we being me and my wife, but we try to have guests on and talk with them, as you guys have just heard. If you listen this far. Today's podcast is not sponsored by anybody, so that's good. We can just talk about whatever we want to. Um, and the the donations, uh, subscriptions, uh, the store, tumblers, all on the blackoutest.com. Uh, you can leave us five star reviews on iTunes, regardless of content. We will read it. It does not matter what you have to say about the show, as long as it's five stars. Mm-hmm. Now, if you leave a four star review and you love the show, I'm not going to read it. Karen's not going to read nope. it. If you leave a, you know, hey, fuck you guys, I hate your show, it's terrible terrible and uh uh and and i and i, and I hope you die uh if it's five stars i'll read it yes sir. absolutely no problem Mm-mm. uh join our facebook page we're over 3200 members right now uh check out our podomatic check us out on stitcher radio and uh, we're doing pretty good over there um and uh don't forget the uh the voicemail number is 704 uh, 704-557-0186. You can leave us a voicemail throughout the week, or you can talk to us live Saturday mornings when we have the time. Um, and the email is theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. And it'll be home in time for delivery for... Christmas. I messed up, but whatever. I just like attention. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Amber. We love you, girl. Um, so we got some ladies on the show, man. I have topics that I've actually been saving when we have female guests because some shit I'm just like, I don't know, like three dudes and just Karen is cool talking about or if uh, I would actually like to get like female perspective on some shit mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm just like not that interested in uh, what a dude has to say about it. Um but um the first thing is they've been playing this commercial for uh I guess Ciroc. I guess is that is that uh Puff Daddy's alcohol? Yes. That he's peddling now to the black community. Um well uh he they've been playing his commercial and the song in the commercial is Luck Be a Lady. Oh what's this? By Frank Sinatra. I'm I'm sure you guys if you if I play it you guys will be familiar it's from, with it. I th- it's from a musical, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I don't Chat know. Room. Come on, nerds. Is it from Sweet Charity? Nick, so, Nick I, Jew? Obviously, I get all theater things wrong, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Jew, come in here and correct her and send us a reply on uh, the site and let us know if she was wrong or right. Cause I don't know. Um, but, um, here's, here's, I'm gonna play some of it 
And I I was listening to it and I was like, this is such a misogynistic song, but because yeah. it sang so like classy, it's it's like it doesn't really count as being misogynistic. Oh, because the way it's presented? <laughs> yeah, but I was listening to the lyrics and I was like, so if luck is a lady, wait a minute, hold up, sir. So let me play something for y'all. <laughs> You know it's nothing but class when strings come in. You lady luck. But there is room for doubt. At times you have a very unladylike way of running out. Mm-hmm. Oh, You're Lord. on this date with me. The pickings have been lush. And yet before this evening is over, you might give me the brush. You might forget your manners. You might refuse to stay. And so the best that I can do is pray. You know how it is when you go out with a chick and she won't act right, fellas. Am I right up top? <laughs> if you put horns between your misogyny, it doesn't count. Oh, this is, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm rocking to it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like if this is a rap song and he was just saying, like, bitch in every pause mm-hmm. and then they threw in the horns, he'd be like, oh, maybe he's talking about just luck and it's not really about. Maybe he really doesn't need luck. Yeah. All right. Let me finish playing. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Yeah, this made me want to just dress up and put on my shoes. Luck, you <laughs> right. You can dance with your wife to this, as it's basically saying, "Luck, don't be a bitch, okay? <laughs> Do not." Luck needs to put out tonight. Is what he's saying. <laughs> right. We went out on a date, right? And now you yeah, might leave food. me before the night is over. But I really want you to stay. Right. Luck, be a lady. Luck. There was one one part where she's like, the, "That's what I had. My, I had my choice of women." But I chose you, so stop looking mm-hmm. around. Right. Mm-hmm. Luck, luck. Be a lady in the sheets tonight is what you're saying. Luck, not- luck, don't be reckless. Eyeballing them niggas across the table right. over there. I paid right. for this. I paid for this dress. <laughs> 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 All right, let me play some more. I've been a lady to begin with. Oh, luck, be a lady tonight. Gentlemen, see. <laughs> Let me just get a peek. Let me see some. Let me see something, Luck. Come on now. Push them breasts okay. together. Shake them hips. <laughs> I'm just realizing the whole premise. Luck be a lady tonight. Like, for once in your fucking life. Right. Be a lady. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, bitch, I come in this casino and you do me wrong every fucking week. But tonight, you better be a lady. You do take not. my money. I'm you tonight. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you take my money. You always leave with my best friend. But, bitch, not tonight. Right. You're going to stay right. here with me. Pull a titty out of something, look. God damn. Right. Show me a thigh. That's you're bad to make you dance is what it is. <laughs> 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 How nice a dame you 
can be I know the way you've treated other guys you've been with Well, now we know Yes Yeah, now we know where David stole that from yes. in the real world. And you know what? I, I bet you see, I see the way you treat the other fellas you be with. I see you have that certified head certificate. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want some of it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody's been talking about luck. Uh, yes. Her back, like, yeah. Man. That's what I heard, that little song for the real world. Come on, be my baby. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see oh, how you feel the, the thugs you've been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. <laughs> uh, all right, let me play some more of this. Uh, <laughs> there's more. Okay. Oh, there's there's more. It's like five minutes of this shit. Not be a lady with me. <laughs> a lady doesn't leave her escort. Oh, oh Lord! Stay on my arm, bitch. Stay Dance on my arm. Yeah. It isn't fair. It isn't nice. A lady doesn't wander all over the room and blow on some other guy's dice. <laughs> I think he meant balls. I think he meant balls. He was just playing the dice <laughs> off. Because so. he wanted to be censored. You're getting paid balls for dice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, right click that shit, son. I heard it. I heard what he said. You <laughs> don't go all around the room blowing on other people's dice. Oh, man. You couldn't even leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep this party polite. Don't make me act a fool. That's what okay. he said. Let's keep this party polite, cause I'll cut a motherfucker. Okay, so let me check you, bitch. I ain't got no bail money. <laughs> right. I'm already broke because you ain't been hanging out with me. And right. now, <laughs> you're going around sucking other people's balls. I will stab a nigga. Going on other people's balls, I'll win in Right. I will stab somebody in their dice if you keep, keep this up. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever get out of my sight. Don't be going nowhere where I can't see you. <laughs> don't be coming around the hold, corner, hold girl. Hold my pocket. Hold my pocket. Right. <laughs> Don't don't you come to where I can't see you now. I'm making eye contact at all times. Stick with me, baby. I'm the guy that you come in with. Huck, be a lady tonight. Negroes, play some jazz. (laughs) Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Sammy Davis Jr. on the soft shoe. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> yes. Soft shoe. Soft shoe. Yes. Love now he's getting serious. Gentlemen, see just how nice, how nice a, a dame you can be. Oh, he's about to call a bitch right there. Yeah, it's, you saw how he was. <laughs> 
He was struggling. I love the term nice and what it mean and what it meant back then. Mm-hmm. Like nice meant don't put up a fight. Right. <laughs> Let yeah. me right. do what I need to do to you. Yeah. Be a lady. Don't tell anybody about <laughs> whatever I feel like doing to you. Right. Like right. don't leave any marks on me. Right. <laughs> Be a lady now. I paid for that steak, so I don't want to hear right. it. Don't put up a fight. No struggles here. Every no time he struggles. says uh, "luck let a gentleman let see," happen. every time he says "luck let a gentleman see," I kind of feel like um, the uh, like like that song. Why did you see my dick? Right. <laughs> like, I kind of feel that same like <laughs> like oh man, I don't know about this, Frank. You're going kind of hard, bro. Um, all right. You'll see. You'll see. Shh. Yeah. Let me sing it. Just how nice. How nice a, a dame you can be. Uh-huh. <laughs> he really was struggling with things. How nice a cunt, uh, shit. A bitch, um, a slut, um. Dame. That's home, what I'm gonna go home, with. Home, home, record, no, no, yeah. shit. What can we put here, y'all? I feel like he kind of raised his fist at that point and then put it back down. Like, uh, just, right. uh don't make me hit you. No, he, he opened his hand, he's ready for the overhand slap. Like, right. <laughs> that he, was he that. He flexed all five of his fingers. And then he remembered that he was still singing the song. Right. And people was out there watching. Like, that. that is the era of the open hand slap a woman and she thank you for it movie. Right. So. In public. And right. Dinner, and that, is, to eat it. that is the era of <laughs> slap. Thank you so much. I need to get myself together. It's like, that's right, right bitch. Thank you for keeping me alive. <laughs> exactly. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I made you do that. Right. Right. <laughs> get a hold of yourself, bitch. Slap. I'm like, what? Like, whenever I, people go like, oh, you know, Casablanca's such a great movie. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. A lot of abuse <laughs> going on now. Seem kind of <laughs> fucked up. Domestic violence. Little domestic violence. Yeah. Got some slavery going on. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm down with this. Indentured servants like a bitch. Yeah. yeah. White people is indentured servitude. It's not right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Hattie wanted to be there. That's what it was. She she <laughs> could not imagine a reality where she didn't take care of some white people's kids in the house. So, right. um, right. <laughs> I know the Guys, you've been with. Hey, luck be a lady with me. A lady doesn't leave her escort. Ever, bitch. It isn't fair. <laughs> and it isn't nice. nice. Oh, be nice. A lady doesn't wander all over. I wish he would. I wish he would have been like and blow on some black guys dice. Well, you know they weren't even allowed to play dice in the same room with them. Right. So that yeah, that's why. Go in there with Sammy Davis. But see, that's why she, he was worried about her wandering because the black room was right beside it. So uh, he had to. Yeah. She he had to keep an eye on it because she wasn't over there. He'd never see right. again. That's true. Little does he know, luck is a mulatto that's passing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, don't don't make me expose you. Out here in the streets. <laughs> so let's keep the party polite. Never get out of my sights. Stick with me, baby. I'm the guy that you came in with. Luck be a lady tonight. Hey, luck. 
be a lady. Luck, don't be a bitch to me. So classy. Man. So classy. So, so many different rap songs say to an orchestra at one time that I'm just overstimulated. <laughs> <laughs> I will never look at this song again the same, sir. I know, man. People, always, you. I've never heard the words. I just heard the chorus. I never even knew that he was like, look, now, shit. <laughs> <laughs> do not make me go in my. Do not make me do Let's this. Let's keep this motherfucker polite now. <laughs> How many times do I got to prove my love? Um, <laughs> Every night I got to fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude! I I was listening to this. It was because this commercial comes on constantly during um football games and shit. And every time it struck me, I like, yo, I don't think he's being nice. I think he's using what? nice words to describe something fucked up. Yes. <laughs> like, I know that this is not right, man. And that, and that goes to show you, if it's sung just right, no matter how misogynistic a woman beating or rapey it is, everybody be like, oh, it ain't, it ain't that bad. It's, it's got nice It's really kind of you know? s- sad that we've lowered our standards to the point where, like, R. Kelly can just openly be like, don't be no bitch, look. I'll smack you in the face. He's like, yep, this is, uh, this is good music. All right, that's a class. That's a classic. Yeah, you know, don't even got to cover it up. But what this is, what now, okay, at a certain point, you know, that was created in an era where that shit was okay, but now it is a classic because everybody that's on the song is dead. Yeah, so true. now it's just like a, it's a part of pop culture, but my question is, I've never, I don't watch TV, mm. really, so what part of the song is in the commercial? Oh, it's the part to stick with me, baby, I'm the guy that you came in with. Luck, oh, okay. be a lady, all of that, like even the shit that where it's like, uh, never get out of my sight, and it's yeah, like, you know, that's how I think that's how Diddy is in real life. Though, like, I think he's that insecure dude that make his chicks hold his pocket. I agree. And, and the, the whole yeah. thing is like them in the background toasting Ciroc or whatever the fuck they drink. Ah, yes. And um, and then like playing like gambling and wearing suits and ties like the like the Rat Pack. Yeah, like, room full of smoke. Yeah. Oh, but God, man, I just listened. I'm like, I don't think people know. But the whole know. Rat Pack was like that. Like the whole Rat Pack, all of them have been exposed as woman beaters and yeah, and drunks and drug addicts. I mean, they've all had. <laughs> you know, like that's not the point of reference for what you want to be when you yeah. grow up because. Mm. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy probably got one eye because uh, some woman sl- slapped it out after he. <laughs> she wasn't being a lady. Yeah, she wasn't she was being nice. Because she blowing somebody else's dice. Right. <laughs> she won. Bitch, what are you doing blowing on these dice? Um, anyway, that's my Sammy Davis. Um, <laughs> that's my that's my gang, that's my gangster Sammy Davis. Gangster Sammy Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Pimp Sammy Davis Jr. Yes. <laughs> that, that shit should be a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> Pimp Sammy Davis. All right. Um, uh, if, if, also, uh, while we're talking about the ladies, I know a lot of men right now are probably feeling like I sold them out by admitting that yeah. that song's misogynistic, man. So I got your back, fellas. Uh, this time for a Somebody little bit. Somebody should have men's back. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's in this society. On Earth. This is this society where men just do not get enough respect. Uh, do they? Respect. No, they don't. I'm a I'm a male advocate as well. Like mm-hmm. I, 
I, I tell my all my clients when we have stuff, I say, you know, choose your battles, and you know, I try to make sure that they that you being respectful and mindful because you wanna, you know, you want a certain kind of dude, but how are you treating them? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like women aren't expected to stay in relationships where they're not appreciated, loved, and respected. Men are. Mm. That's what they're expected to stay. You supposed to go to work, bring me your check, and not beat me or cheat on me. Mm. And that's it. That's that's my that's actually uh, how I got uh, my relationships with and uh, oh, Lord. I'm, work, I'm working on I'm working on Karen not beating me you know but we'll, okay. it's it's okay. a it's a battle it's an uphill battle but yeah. you know every day is a new opportunity to be a yeah. lady for Karen and yeah. be nice uh, yeah that's how I try to look at it yeah and I be blowing on them dice and you you know <laughs> <laughs> um so look guys here's my dating advice for you guys because I know a lot of you guys out here you see these women and you feel like it's 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 intimidating like you ever heard that like a beautiful woman is intimidating it's hard to know what to say to her like you know sometimes you'll find guys that are like oh i liked you but i was intimidated so i didn't know what to say mm-hmm. so i didn't say anything so fellas if you're intimidated because you think a girl is too attractive to talk to right just imagine that her vagina is really unkempt <laughs> exactly <laughs> now you are what, able what, to what relate exactly like um, you know, just like not manicured, uh, can't tell the forest from the trees, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, Lord. Um, un- unless, unless you're into that, then. Yeah, that's I, do I'm saying, like, yeah. what if they like that? Like, then I have no advice for you, then you're fucked. From the trees. <laughs> at, oh, wow. Yeah, but just I imagine. Mm-hmm. Look Imagine up. the hedges have not been trimmed. Is what I'm well, saying. I would say, I think okay. you know, one guard with an edge up is your yeah. Friend. Like, like, like think about uh, one guard with an edge. Thank you. That's an yeah. awesome term. You know, for some guys, it don't have to be you know completely bald. You know, they, yeah. they, they like a little bit of brush. I'm just saying, whatever you're into, I know a lot of dudes are into the shave vaginas now. I don't understand that fashion. Honestly, mm. that shit, it's, it's not my preference. Back. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I don't, don't want to fuck a baby. Somebody else. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck a baby. I don't want to fuck a baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need something down there. And I'm like, okay, good. So but, I can tell you of 18. Yeah, like I think pornography. Right. Pornography has fucked up dudes to that sense where you hear dudes like make these like, look, man, if a woman got hair on her vagina, it's gonna be a problem. I'm like, that's what it's supposed to be down there. <laughs> <laughs> when I get my eyebrows waxed, you got me all the way up. Right. Hey, to each their own. I'm sure there's some ladies that are like I like it as bald as. Lawrence Fishburne in the Matrix, but it's oh, not my thing. This is not my thing. It's fine, oh, it's fine <laughs> You know, but look, man, just imagine she hasn't had an edge up in a while down there, and then you'll feel less intimidated because you know what? You never know what's in someone's pants, people, and maybe they're feeling insecure about that. It's so, if she's really beautiful, it's probably a penis. Right? It yeah. might even be a penis down there. So just imagine it's a penis, ah, and you walk over to no, her, you talk no, to her, just no, like a no, dude. You can't imagine it's a penis and try it. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, just whatever it takes to get that initial, <laughs> you know, communication where you can make eye contact and you're not going over all scared and shit. That's what you need to imagine is in her pants, okay? Whether that be a penis, pretend, pretend she has holes in her panties or something, like yeah, something that's it, less. Yeah, maybe her penny, maybe those are the same underwear from four days ago, okay? Imagine that. Maybe they're edible panties. Right, and then you're able to just go and talk to her like a regular human being, and you won't feel she so... She got her Monday panties on Friday. Right. Oh, oh, oh. You never know what's down there. She's She might be beautiful, but she's still a person, 
And you should not be scared. Yeah, her room is probably really dirty. Like maybe her right. room is, um, you mm-hmm. know, maybe her house ain't clean or something. Exactly. Maybe her, uh, maybe she eats fast food in her car and she just leaves the fast food wrappers in her car. She might be one of those people. You don't you know, know my life. Know. You don't know my life. <laughs> <laughs> so you never every. My my point being, everybody has some shit, man. Everybody has some shit. Don't be scared to go over and talk to her. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like how you found out that Vivica Fox is ratchet as shit. Right? Yeah, Remember when did. everybody, oh, she's so beautiful, man. I wouldn't know what to say. And then you find out she's dating 50 Cent. You're like, shit, man. I could have get that. That's my point. You never know. Um, Speaking of never knowing, do you guys watch, well, I, I guess you don't have TV, Goody, so, um, or don't watch TV. So you probably don't know about this show, Catfish, right? Oh, my God. I, my, my timeline has been sure that I'm aware of it, but I've never seen it. <clears throat> okay. What, what about you, Emma? Are you watching Catfish at all? Yeah, because of you people. You oh the blacks I understand <laughs> you people <laughs> the black we bought you right on over here yeah you're welcome uh, for, uh, because of forty and you people uh, well um yes. I I love catfish by the way um, yes did you see the last one by the way yeah yes I did okay um first of all um I think uh, on my timeline black Twitter mm-hmm. live live tweets catfish right yes, it comes on eleven p.m. Yeah, every yeah, Monday yeah. Right? I've never seen it but I yeah all right well. <laughs> First of all, the two dudes, Nev and Max, um, they are not brothers. Like, people keep saying they're brothers. No, they're not brothers. I think they lovers. They are definitely gay for each other, and that's fine. I feel like if black people weren't so fucking homophobic, we could just get it out in the open and move on. Mm-hmm. But every time I bring right. it up, it's like, nah, man, they brothers or something, man. I think they got some type of... Uh, they I'm like, play cousins, you know. Yeah, but They like I, play cousins. Here's how, here's how you know they're gay. He introduces Max as his filmmaker friend. That's gay slang, dog. That's like gay. Every gay dude that brings or gay woman that brings somebody to Thanksgiving or the same sex is always their friend, right? It's always different. it's like it's, yeah, this is my friend. Like yeah, so, you've been bringing the same. No, yeah, said my roommate. Then I would have been. No, yeah, it's usually a friend with an explanation. <laughs> yeah, they stay in this, yeah. but it's like, how many friends do you bring to Thanksgiving seven years in a row? Like that—that's—that's uh, that's a relationship at this point, man. Like, if everybody wasn't so uptight about the shit, we could just be like, "Yeah, they gay and they—they they love each other." What, and what's it's the problem? Okay. Like, this is seven Thanksgivings right. in. I think we can just say, "Everyone relax," and uh, let's still, yeah. You know, it's not like you're not gonna eat that ham after them. So just shut the fuck up and let's have a good time. So, <laughs> um, but the TV show has really turned into uh, fat people looking for love. And I really need them to switch over to another genre of people for me to pick on. Uh, because, uh, too Please, much. Thank you. Right? Like, too much is just like, look at how fat this person is. I'm like, yeah, man, but there's so much fucked up before you even get the weight. Yeah. Like, like the entire situation's but fucked up. all tied together. Yeah, I do think, um, to some extent, uh, some of the people that are fooling is, is, it's like fooling other people because they don't, they're like ashamed of whatever physical thing they have. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm fat, but I don't, you know, it'd be easier to right click save as this picture of this hot chick and then yeah. someone will talk to me, you know, but I don't know. I feel like you can be fat and find love on the internet. It happens. And, um, you can be not fat and fall in love with you. You could fall, you could be fat and fall in love in real life, offline. Yeah, like, now, that's what I used to all think. All my fat friends are, are happy. <laughs> now that that is what I used to think, right? Because I'm fat myself and I'm happy and I'm married. But uh, yeah, yeah, I realized like- <laughs> after the last after the last episode, I realized something. 
single people y'all need to get the lion man get to line on these internet streets man like find you uh some hot pictures of some chick man some dude right click save as make them all your pics in twitter facebook google plus um you know get the get the line on the phone um start pretending to be going to schools and places you've never been because uh it finally worked somebody found love on the internet by lying and um once I saw it happen, I was like, I've been, you know, people been playing the game all wrong. All this honesty and reality and truth is holding y'all back, man. <laughs> what you do, you convince them that they're in love with a supermodel. And then when you meet them, you see if they'll settle for the real you, man. Don't have hopes and dreams or aspirations of anyone ever loving you. It's impossible. You can never be good oh, enough. Lord. So, but if you can fool them into loving uh, Tyra Banks' old photo album, then... You can just tell them like, oh, surprise, nigga, it's not really, it's not really Tiger, Tyler Banks. Um, you should have known this. Cause they're already pretty stupid if they've been in love with you for two years without meeting you. So the bar's yeah. already lowered and you just slide right in. So that is my dating advice for everybody. We had dating advice for dudes. Remember her vagina might be unkempt and her car might not be clean. Ah! And dating advice for everybody. Lie, lie, lie. Stick to your lie until you meet them in person. And then they yeah, might break down. Yeah, bait and switch, exactly. They might, they might, they might break down. Um, uh, we also went to the movies this week, mm-hmm. and we saw um, uh, Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. starring Tom Cruise. Um, very good. Uh, th- this movie is like a. Uh, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, mm-hmm. <laughs> although I do not think you can spoil impossible white man movies. Okay, oh, no, you can't spoil those. For the record, <laughs> you cannot spoil. <laughs> so I don't want to hear that shit. Anybody that tries to be like, oh, right, one day you said this about this movie. Fuck you. They're all the same movie. Um, but uh, <laughs> my favorite genre of impossible uh, of movies is impossible white man movies. Um, this movie is. Probably Probably like a three and a half out of ten yeah. total like m- movie movie like it's a really bad movie yes. like so much unbelievable bullshit happens so much coincidence so much stupidity but as far as an impossible white, white man, man movie, movie i have to give this 10 out of 10 abraham lincoln's yeah like wow this was so good like mm-hmm. Every cliche, every like, you got bonus points for some bon- shit. Oh, bonus points! I'm, I'm t- like, I'll give one example of bonus points. Um, like in every Impossible White Man movie, if there's a love interest, then you get like ten points for that, right? And uh, that's the that's that's the the baseline. You have a love interest, and it has to be unearned. So the more unearned, the, the better. It's just like, why did he, like anytime you see a dude kiss a woman and you go, why the fuck did he kiss her? They haven't even, that's, that's an unearned love of interest. So give yourself 10 points for that. Mm-hmm. But if he sleeps with her, that's an additional five points. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he declines sleeping with her, she wants to sleep with him and he says, no, I'm too good of a white man for this. That's an additional 10 points. Mm-hmm. So. Like is so you get five if you do have sex, but it's ten if you go, mm, this ain't right. That so he went to the impossible white man and broke it when he went to the no, I will not have sex with you even though you expect it because I'm an impossible white man and this isn't this is I'm not gonna take advantage of you. No. Even though I have my shirt off. And we turn pussy down. Right. So it's <laughs> very impossible. I don't the thing about impossible white man movies is on some level, like I genuinely enjoy them. 
Yes. But on some level, I know deep down I'm picking on white people for making these ridiculous fucking movies. But that's what makes them. <laughs> but I don't feel bad because they keep making them. They yes, don't they care. Do. They keep making them. Yeah. You keep going to see them. Right. White people, and white people will be like, did you see that movie? It was pretty good. And I'm thinking to myself like, you know, it's fucking terrible, but you're white. You think that that's like how life works. This nigga would have got shot like 10 minutes into the movie. It would have been the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> it was like, I took on the police and I defeated them all. It's like, no, it'd be, this dude got shot. 10 minutes into the movie and then the rest was his funeral um we we also watched something uh last night that uh oh oh, it, oh before you move on yes I'm uh, sorry. when we went to go watch jack reacher yes there was some white folks in there that were oh, plastered don't ever ever if you black and you listen to this don't ever let people make you feel ashamed of how you act in the movie theater nope like, I actually had to apologize to Karen for embarrassing us many times in movie yes. theaters. Yes. But we went, we went to the white uh, movie theater and we were a little late, man, but we sit in the front. So we always have seats. We love yes. sitting in the front. Nobody likes sitting in the front but us. But, um, it was so packed, um, that we actually had to have people move stuff out of the seat that we wanted to sit in. And, uh, they had a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. They snuck a yeah. bottle of wine into oh, the movie theater, oh, the and he was yeah, like, right. and he was like, um, "If y'all would have got here earlier, we would gave y'all some." Yes, he was like, "The bottle empty." You damn they, right. They had their own like plastic cups. It was like four of them, and they were lit. They were all nice. And they were friendly. drunk as shit yes. talking to that movie theater screen. Like we had that's, a good time. I had a you blast with them with your wine in it and your chicken. Yeah, they, 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 I've never seen, I've thought, I've seen a lot of stuff snuck into the movies. A lot of stuff. Not alcohol. Uh, but it's all been stuff, it's mostly been stuff by black people. So if it's like alcohol, it's like, Um, uh, a 40 or something, shit like that. No, we're talking about a full-fledged wine bottle. Listen, you get the bottles of wine, (laughs) and then you get two straws, and you take them end to end, so they fit to the bottom of the bottle of wine. Oh, well, these, these. You can't carry your own cups in, and you can't tip the bottle up when you're hey, drinking it because everybody will see it. Hey, well, um, Goody, these, these motherfuckers had cups and everything. Yeah, yeah they had four cups because all four was drinking. <laughs> They, they, you could see the alcohol in it. You could smell it. They had the wine bottle on the floor with they the was, cork off. Oh my! I'm not God. even gonna lie. I was going with them to the movie. I was eating my popcorn, thinking to myself, like, I do want some of that wine though. Like, hey, shit, we should have been <laughs> earlier. Like, it's one of those moments of uh, where, a, where as a black person, uh, this, you know, one of the things that in America. It's kind of it's kind of fucked up. It's like you're always being intimidated from thinking. You know, it's like that Chris Rock joke: uh, when you're white, the sky's the limit. When you're black, the limit is the sky. So it was one of those moments where I was like, I just never thought of it. Maybe. I would never think to sneak a fucking bottle of wine mm-hmm. into a movie theater. I feel like I would get caught, and then they would be like, "Get your black ass out of here, and you're banned, and we're taking your tickets, and and never come back." <laughs> and your picture is now by the register, <laughs> right? They do not serve this man. But you're banned for 365 days. Yeah, in all likelihood, they would never check, and I'd be mm-hmm. fine. But in my mind, it just always felt like, well, I don't want to get you a white man. You got the movie purse. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm putting it in the purse. Dog. I, I think I'm bringing a bottle of wine to the movies, yo. Like I just gotta uncork it at the house because that's probably a little too extra. You know, that's too fancy. You gotta get the screw top wine. You you trying to be bougie with it? You get the kids. Yeah, you get in trouble. I just, you gotta get the top. Yeah, I wanted to be like, please silence your phones and then. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, well, are those black people drinking? Um, but yeah, man, I, um, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't know you couldn't do that. Neither. Uh, they had a great time. Yeah, so I'm into that. I'm into that shit. I'm bringing cracking or something to the theater. What? The next Impossible White Man movie you should try with wine. That'd be so awesome. Oh, yes. The only thing is that we should have bought cheese, man, because like they had the wine, we'd have bought the cheese. It'd have been all on it. Oh, do you know they would have? They would have put us on some type of email list or some shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, like, oh my god, these Negroes brought cheese. Oh yes. Next time we go see that new Tom Hanks movie, we got to invite them. <laughs> right. Oh man. <laughs> Damn, that, I didn't wow. even think about that. You yeah. didn't hit it a fucking party. Yeah, so I got now. I'm be sure I have crackers and cheese in my pocketbook next time yeah. we go to the movie. That would that would have got out too. You know that couldn't have kept that secret. Oh no! Like these Negroes are bringing cheese to the to the, to the movies. Make I know sure they, they, they would have had requests. Instagram, right? We'd have requests about Next time, please bring the brie. I'm a brie fan. Yeah. I'm a feta fan. Right. I like that monster. Right. Um. So we watched this other documentary <laughs> last night, and I know. It was interesting because we both were sleeping when we got home but we watched the whole thing uh and it's on netflix streaming if people have netflix it's called um after porn ends mm-hmm. i think is the it name was of it very good yeah. oh i'm watching that when i get out the phone child yeah it was really, really good. good uh netflix streaming so if you have netflix streaming it's pretty much free um but they basically the only problem i have with this documentary is it failed a uh, black chick watching horribly because they didn't have any black porn stars in it Mm-mm. so um i was pretty upset with that now i know the lack of black people doesn't mean that it fails but it failed for me because uh, I'll, I'll be watching black chicks have sex, and mm-hmm. the fact that none were in here uh, was a real bad look to me. I was was like, there an what? ebony tab you could click on? There was no. No. Mm-mm. That, <laughs> I, I actually, the director hit me up on Twitter for tweeting about it, and I replied back to him, like, hey, man, where the black people at? Like, I was like, like you broke up. I'm sorry. What you say? Uh, he, he hit me up on Twitter. Like, thank you for talking about my show. And then I was far back. Where are all the black people? Like, come on, bro. This is pretty like, fucking can, ridiculous. Can we do a part two? Yeah. And he said that, um, it was, um, I said, you need to get more black people for part two. And, um, he said, well, um, Jeannie Pepper was in the documentary, but we had to cut her out on that one. But she's, she's on the Blu-ray version, which, pretty much sold the blu-ray to me because i i want to see oh oh the blu-ray now yeah we got i actually do want to know what she has to say yes um but then also um he was like if we do a part two i will include black people and i was like good thank you baby i made a change because and this motherfucker civil rights activist look man (laughs) black people are out here putting it on the camera and fucking too so i want the respect that is due to people that fuck um Magnum Luther, Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so he said he would, man, and that's good. Um, yes. But I'll I'll talk about some of it, man. Um, like uh, Asia Carrera, she is a porn star. She's eight, half Asian, half white, mm-hmm. and uh, like her story was all like, you know, um, I think she was uh, in a foster home or something. She got mm-hmm. good grades. She saw school as a way out. But at some point, she got tired of being viewed as, like, the Asian nerdy Nerd. chick. And she decided to go to California. And, um, like, she did some modeling and stuff in New York. But then she decided to go to ta- ta- pack up her teddy bear and go to ta- California and be in porn movies. And um, 
she's like a member of mensa and like all this shit and now she's like a stay-at-home mom um like her husband died and stuff like this he was like a porn dude but uh he died so she's just like taking care of the two kids and um all this stuff but she's like really um uh like she's like the person she's like the jackie robinson of major porn because she was like half asian so she would get cast as all these different minorities and roles and stuff. But then after that, they start, they like hired a full Asian actress. And now, you know, they have like black actresses that are, uh, you know, uh, full time paid at like Vivid and all these other major porn companies. So like she was a big crossover artist and stuff, man. But it was just really, uh, crazy watching her story because she was so like smart and so the stereotype of people that do porn is like oh they're just taking advantage of the yeah, stupid she broke all those stereotypes desperate women it's like well i guess i mean she could have done anything yeah. and she was like i want to do porn so fuck it right and she did i like fuck it write me a check right so that was cool and they had a mix of stories it wasn't all like well all these people love porn and it's the great like mm-hmm. uh chrissy moran was um she's now a christian activist mm-hmm. and um uh, she's one of those people that did like you roll my eyes oh no yes no sorry. i did not well, you know what i felt I, it i think you know what i'm sorry that i responded that way because i'm glad that there was a mix i apologize oh yeah, yeah i know what you're saying stories yeah i did yeah, it like was a very different mix yeah i did like that they didn't try to present it as like yeah. it th- it didn't come off as a biased documentary i put yeah. it that way because okay good there were things where i felt like rolling my eyes at certain people and other people i was like yeah right you can be this way you know so um <laughs> and then they went into people's backgrounds so like you would find like a lot of people that got out of the game and were like i need to shut the game down like they were fucked from like day one yeah, like they yeah. had fucked up childhoods <laughs> fucked up uh mm-hmm. you know fucked up relationships drug problems pimping uh being a prostitute like a lot of shit and then they got into this industry they of course exasperated uh, exacerbated everything and did more drugs and mm-hmm. more uh you know you can be like um a porn star and do like escort gigs like a lot of yeah. them do that so like you know they're doing escort gigs and one chick was like um i think her name was tiffany diamond Mm -hmm. she said it started out like her brother was buck adams he was in porn and he was like he would bring on the sets and people would be like when is she gonna do movies and stuff and he'd be like that's my sister whatever but eventually she's like yeah i want to get in the game he's like well if you do then i need to be um let me be the person that films it which is weird but mm. um she worked for his company and she started doing these escort gigs and she said at first it would be like dudes would invite her over and be like oh cool i get his porn star cocaine she's gonna like fuck me all night mm. and hang out Jesus. then eventually it got to like you give her co- cocaine and she never leaves the bathroom because she just do, does cocaine all night like this oh, like wow. she was that addicted to cocaine was like i'm gonna just do cocaine all night thank you for the free cocaine i just said good <laughs> yeah. i meant that she wasn't having sex while high <laughs> that's, that's safety first one or the other it's not <laughs> not both you know what i mean yeah that's what I meant by good. and can i just say <laughs> and the cocaine was the better option and that's what's crazy <laughs> right. as to both. yeah can i just say <laughs> what i <laughs> You know what I meant. And can I just say when I was like, Ugh, about the Christian thing, I yeah. meant that, you know, that they were, I'm sure that they weren't polite and blah, blah, blah. But I have that whole black chick watching thing because, you know, Hollywood is so whatever and like the impossible white man movies and yeah. how white women, black women are excluded and stuff. 
porn is so unapologetically that. Right. So I totally don't like the porn industry. Mm. So just to be clear about that. So, uh, you know, so I'm sure that, you know, the, the, the Christian organizations that are trying to bring it down are, you know, coming at it from a, you know, a totally judgmental, different way than I'm coming at it from. But, you know, for the record, I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of issues with the industry, but I use it a lot. Yeah. But there are Christian porn sites that are that all the all the performers are married to each other. Wow. Yeah, I have really that's different. Very different. I don't think I would watch that. Porn, but that's it's really pretty... horrible. It's really, really whack. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I would watch that. Because the, because the performers are married to each other. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing how much stuff yeah. we put under that banner. Karen, were you going to say something? Yeah, and I, and I think... Um, my thing that I liked about the documentary was the, like Roger said, they went to the background, they talked about the people, but also they had people on there talking about people's perspectives and people per, how they perceive porn stars. Yeah. And how, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people be like, yes, I have sex with you, but once they leave, they'll burn the sheets, burn the bed, get rid of everything. And also they talked about how, uh, when people try to do anything outside of porn, I was like, you're scarred for life. Yeah, if someone and, finds out yeah, you did porn, it, you get fired and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, you lose your jobs. And- One lady, uh, Houston, who's uh, well known for the Houston 500, which is uh, at the time was the world's biggest gangbang. I think she's actually beat oh. that record uh, by now. But um, she, uh, Houston was uh, like, uh, she was working at it like a regular job. Someone found out that she was Houston because obviously she's extremely famous at this point uh, for people that are into those gangbang videos. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm really not more of an endurance man myself, but uh, congratulations mm-hmm. to those who are. Um, but uh, so she got found out and she got fired from her job. One week later, she was diagnosed with cancer. cancer. So she has no insurance or anything. She's like, and she's been living with cancer well, for like two years. I wish she would sue everybody yeah yeah it's like you you know i don't you know i do the gangbang videos because you was watching them right so right yeah it's like i had my dick in my hand the other day yeah my cubicle right like how did that mean how did that meaning go i i I had my dick in my hand the other day and i noticed the resemblance uh (laughs) to you (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to let you go and the the sad part about it is that they talked about that they they talked about how it's it's funny how all these people you know jack off to them get pleasure from them you know have sex with their wives and mind their bodies but then turn around and go well fuck you well you know what it is to me is what well you know i'll I'll wrap up with that let me let me get to some other things that happen in documentary before we get to that bigger point but um all right so then also uh raylene was on there and she uh She's just a really ethnic looking chick. Like, you don't know what race she is. Like, one of those people that you'd be like, what are you, like, Greek? There's something, something brown in you. Right. So she, she also, right. So she also made it, she made it big in the miscellaneous category of Vivid. And, um, she was now, at the time that they did the review, the interview thing, she was like a real estate agent and she was trying to get out of the game, but she was back in the game by the end. Like she was doing porn again because real estate ain't doing that well. So, um, and her husband joins in on some scenes and some don't. Um, another woman that was really, I think it was, it might have actually been Tiffany Million or somebody, but she was married for a while and, um, they, her husband, 
was like encouraging her to go and do do movies and you get more money if you do guy on girl for some of these videos like girl on girl makes a certain amount then guy on girl and then like two guys and anal and then uh, a black person as last uh as far as making the most money because i guess it's the most salacious (laughs) thing you can do as a vivid star is to fuck a black dude um uh so so um that she she was like uh you know i'm, I'm gonna just do all woman mo- movies because we're married and you know that's like a little mm-hmm. deal we'll have and he was like no go do the man scenes because you make more money and it's only six times a year so i can deal with that and all that stuff she said he would be cool with it but then like two days before each shoot he would just like become like the biggest like asshole towards her and be mm, mean but then he wasn't comfortable and then he would um go out um and get like shit face drunk with his friends on the mm-hmm. day of her like filming it and then like he would like just be mean for a couple of weeks and then she would get the check from it and he would take the check and be like well i'll let you fuck this dude so you know this mm-hmm. is my check you know the, the other um, what does he do for a living uh, she didn't even say. She didn't even say. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I was you like, "Fuck a dude with being to go get a check." Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it sounded so much like he was uh, just one of those people that just just uh, leeches off of uh, a porn star mm-hmm. and like pretends you know to love him and shit, but he's just fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, um, she she basically was like, um. Yeah, uh, yeah. He would take her her check and say, you know, it's my check now because you, you know, I let you fuck these dudes and stuff like that. And then eventually end up getting a divorce. But um, it was just funny how like everybody that did get out of the game in porn pretty much got out because they fell in love with somebody. Yeah. So it's like love is mm-hmm. a motherfucker, dude. Like even in this industry where you're kind of like, yeah, I fuck people for a living. It's just work. It's just business. It kind of was mm-hmm. like there's still something to it where you. It's never just business. Yeah, like you couldn't pull the trigger on just if it's just like it's not like I would stop being an accountant if I got married or something. But it was like <laughs> I got to stop fucking other people. And it was kind of like a weird mix of morality where it was like on the one hand, you know, it's nothing doesn't mean anything. It's like using another person to mm-hmm. masturbate. Someone said uh, another person was like, it's it's like putting a it's like putting a, 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 a something into any orifice you can put it in my ear you can put it in my uh my mouth you put it in my nose it break that's what that was her defense she was and she was married and you know happily married and stuff like this but you know also another person is who like was happily I, married? The, the the lady who was saying this like she's now out of the game yeah happily married got a child all this shit but it's like yeah but you did get out the game when you got right, when you, you found a man yeah, you know? and, and so that to me that goes to show you, and and for a lot of people that goes to show you that porn stars are people too, and that goes to show you that everybody, regardless of what you do or how many people you fuck, a lot of people are looking for love. Yeah, even the dude. Everybody by the way, is looking for love. Yeah, this is looking for their perfect fit. Everybody is, and this isn't just a woman thing. Even the, the, the male men, star, yeah, the men too. Like he was about, he was essentially still doing porn, and like his wife would go with him to his premieres for a while, and then she stopped because she was like, I can't watch you fuck other people on screen. Like, I just need to either not know about this or just not see it you know like i don't i know it's what you do for a living but you know i can't 
but even um the dudes got out the game one of them got out because he was married and uh the we didn't know much about it at the time but the hiv slash aids epidemic, epidemic was happening in san francisco mm-hmm. and she was like look man you're in this industry y'all keep fucking each other i don't know what's going on so he went and did like three shoots and then he came back home and was trying to have sex with her that night and she was like no and he's like why yeah, not hell no. and he, he was basically like why not you know what's different from any other night she was like don't you think one of us needs to be alive to take care of our children and he, he stopped he got out the game um the other wow. dude he got out the game because uh he was in love he was like married and you know his wife was the one going to these premieres and shit and she said i don't want to know about it you know he just go on these trips and then one day he said he, she drove him to the airport and he couldn't get on the plane mm-hmm. he just so he called her back and was like i'm out the game i can't do this anymore so like it was weird just the morality of it like everybody's still mm-hmm. kind of looking for love man and it does kind of trump everything just even your main breadwinning I- shit you know, I've seen, um, I've seen the, when people get married and then once they get married, they only enter into homosexual flicks. So even a guy, <laughs> right. was, he was a star, and then he was he was gay for pay, but he was still married. And she was okay with that because mm-hmm. it's not a woman with another woman. But no, someone has to, no, no, mm-hmm. it, you can't, <laughs> like, you're surrendering your masculinity yeah. on a regular basis for a check. It just, yeah, it does seem like, um, there's a lot of compromises being made to get over there. Right, a lot of rationalization yeah. and a lot of, it, you can't, like, it, sex is a very intimate form of communication, whether it's for money or it's for free. Yeah. And, and you communicating that way with someone else when we've entered into this exclusive arrangement. Now, if right. we're just dating, that's one thing. But if we are going to build a family and try to be together, then you can't go to work, quote unquote. And then come home and try to be with me. So now is this work or is this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It felt a lot like, it felt like a lot of, a lot of it was them. People were trying to avoid the inevitable, uh, jealousy that comes with love. Like I've always argued that love is like a completely fucked up emotion. Like it's <laughs> like we are in our society promotes the good parts of it, but it's also some badness to love. Like it can be, it can get to a possessive place and get to a jealous place. Yes, it can. It can get to, um, like, you know, and it's like on a real basic instinct level. And it felt like they were kind of fighting against the idea of it with their careers and their lives. But then at the end, a lot of them succumbed to it where it's like, yo, man, I, I can't do this shit anymore. Amber, it felt like you were going to say something. I'm, I'm sorry if you got cut off. Yeah. Um, I'm still on the fence about what I think about the gay pay thing as far as if you're not uh if you're not sexually in something, this is sort of like BDSM stuff. Like if that's not what turned one, I can totally see with a mis like with a uh matrix like that. You're hey, not hey, Am- Amber, you're you're breaking up a little bit. Let me give you a call right back. I'm I'm gonna call you right back. Sorry, guys, a uh, live podcast. I don't know. Sometimes Skype be tripping. Uh, but I'm calling Amber right back and uh, getting her back in the line, see if we can get it fixed. Amber, you, you there? Yep. All right, okay. cool. You sound much better now. Hooray. Um, like I was saying, like, it almost feels like with a dominatrix, like uh, she, you know, just does a job and that's not her heart isn't in that. Mm-hmm. And she can kind of just come home to her main relationship and that's her thing and it sometimes feels like gay i mean 
I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know. Right. But it feels like gay for pay kind of could fall into that category. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't know, but uh, I think for women it would be different, but for men it just kind of feels like, Oh, like yeah, I, I think topping for pay or bottoming for pay. Yeah, topping for pay. <laughs> <laughs> like one, there, one, there is something to the masculinity part of it, right? Everybody, I think, can kind of say there. Maybe you can't define it, but there's something to the idea of like uh, Goody said, surrendering your masculinity and then coming back home. But also, um, I would, I, I've always kind of held the belief that every marriage can work every type of marriage every type of relationship can work now most of them won't 99 percent of relationships are not going to work but um and we're all kind of playing yeah what does work mean uh maintain last forever last for a long time that type of thing we're just not get broke up with yeah like uh well actually mean i mean be happy lives work say say that again how many lives work I'd say, um, well, I don't know lives, but relationships, I'd say a very low percentage. Like, even if you're happily married today, right, you had relationships before today and they didn't work. And that's everybody. Like, a relationship in general is a loser's bet. Like, if we, if Vegas put odds on relationships, uh, everybody should be betting against every relationship working. You would make money. Like, it's just because they they should not work like in general. It's hard to do. Um, So I I think that every kind of relationship can work is just what are those people comfortable with? You know, Mm -hmm. like I think you can be an open relationship and it can work. A swinger relationship could work. I'm sure there's porn relationships that maybe they didn't have them in this documentary that somehow people find a way to make it work. You Mm -hmm. know, so I don't want to say like it's impossible to do uh gay for pay or even to do just full-on pornography and be married but it just felt like in this documentary the elephant in the room was when these people fall in love they stop wanting to do their job like they want to find something else Mm -hmm. to do so i will say i brought that away from this documentary i'm not saying it's every single person i'm sure there's exceptions but that seemed to i'm uh, karen you watched it too it seemed to kind of be the thing was all right now i have one dick that i like or one vagina that i want and uh everybody else can go (laughs) so um also uh the other thing i'll say too is um and this is the kind of point that everybody was getting to but it's funny how much our society was what pressured people into either turning completely like against porn when they got out Mm -hmm. or um Mm -hmm. like even people that were like trying to live a normal life it's completely our society's uh uh attitude about the industry and about the people in the industry particularly women particularly women yep that really like fucked people up because a lot of these people seem like they could have been well adjusted and fine but then it was like well i went to take my daughter to a baby to a baby uh sitter and she googled my name and it you know came back that you know after a little bit of research that i used to be a porn star and you know uh she told me when i showed up like I know you used to be a porn star and it's like, well, are you going to take care of my kid or not? And they still took care of the kid, but it's like, why the fuck did you feel like you need to tell this person that you mm-hmm. knew? That says a lot it about you. Secret. Right. You know, yeah. a, a lot of it, they feel like shaming. A lot of it goes mm-hmm. back to women and women's sexuality. Right. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. it is like, yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of it's like men can fuck whoever they want to as many 
You yeah, know, the men. People, if they want to, and if I find like you in porn, you get a high five, you get a dap, you got yeah. a hey, you you know you fuck so and so. But for women, it's almost like your sexuality is shameful. Well, the one dude, he did, he was like going to his son's little league games, mm-hmm. and his a a soccer mom or someone found out that he was a porn star and she was going to confront him about it and not want him to hang around his own child and the other children. Yeah. On, that, on the, yeah. I can see how people would be like that. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, wow, like that's a stigma. They like, don't know that you do porn though. Like how can you draw a line in the sand of me being around these kids? I'm not doing porn with the kids. Right. I don't do porn anymore. I'm not a pedophile. I'm right. a porn star. It was, it was really, honestly, it was just like, people have a hang-up man like and, and, it's, uh, it's it's literally society sexual hang-up it's really not well you know i know yeah right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not the guy really he was living a square life at the, that point but it was just just don't be around these kids like what is he gonna do like way to go nice home run bobby also uh you should try to fuck three women tonight like right, yeah, and, 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 and you're literally trying to show people your back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, let me look at my happening. dick. And and the the right. thing that's not what's happening. No, it's not. And one of the dudes would like do tournaments, not tournaments, but do like fundraisers where he would have like golf fundraisers and stuff to raise money for things that you know he want to invest his money. And he said it was amazing how when he would do his tournaments and he would turn around and try to you know get businesses and companies to help support and give money, or he would try to give his money to them and immediately once they find out he was a porn star they would reject that money he said it's amazing how you reject my money but yet you have people that screw millions and millions and millions of people over people that 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 write all these laws and legislate and legislations against people doing far far worse than me but you would take their money because they're not having sex yeah but right and then the the other thing i noticed too is of the people that got into it there seemed to be like two like the people that were either really free and open-minded and like totally like oh it's just sex but you know i love sex and i love i don't care who sees me there were those people and then there were these people that were like i had a fucked up childhood and this is my rebellion and like <sighs> to it like and almost like you shouldn't, to a, you shouldn't have to justify it like that though it's just what you decided you wanted to do or was the best fit at the time or whatever yeah yeah well, this is their own have to be that right this is their own words pretty much but it would be like well i did it because this was fucked up and then this is my way of acting now and then i got into this and i got into this thing and it was terrible and now i'm out and now no one should ever be doing porn porn should not be allowed and all this oh, stuff yeah oh. and a lot you know of them, accountants don't have to justify why they're accountants doctors don't have to justify <laughs> why they're doctors Porn yeah. stars shouldn't have to justify why they're porn stars because really the doctors and the teachers and the lawyers are jacking off to them. So, right. well, that was that was you know, and I, I guess you know they're being asked these questions, so they got to fill time. But right. for a lot right. of them, that a lot of them, the reason they were explaining it was because like, well, now I have this charity to stop porn, and to, so it's like, well, of course someone's going to ask you why did you do it, and then turn around and go. No one else can after me. Like I was the last one. Right. Everybody stop the fucking. Turn the cameras off. Uh this is wrong. <laughs> so um Right. Stop writing checks. Stop it. Right. And uh what and another thing they talked about was and now this I don't think it was meant to be taken like this, but I'm black, so this is how I saw it. Um, they were like, uh, there's a community in porn, and, you know, the community kind of makes you feel welcome and embraced and loved, and it's like all this, like, they keep you kind of isolated from everybody else. Um, and also because, you know, you're, some people will isolate you out of their lives that aren't in the industry, right? So um, 
I noticed that, you know, majority of these people are talking to white. They, they kind of was sitting around the funeral of this one porn star and they all attended this funeral. And I'm looking, it's pretty much all the major white porn stars from a certain era, you know, not too many internet era porn stars, which I would have loved to see because I feel like they would have a completely different perspective. Yes, they would. On the shame of it and all that because mm. they go into it wanting to be a star more as, in the 80s it's like okay i'll just go do this porn and it's like who the fuck knows what the internet's gonna be ain't that the truth so, so it's not like that yeah a suggestion for your dude baby <laughs> right um so um i was you know so uh, it was kind of like they had this community but i just noticed there were no black people in the community so it's like mm. even your you know community is kind of kind of fucked up man like where you know i know there's black porn stars i know there's people that are around but none of them were in this community so you guys kind of chose this club of just whiteness and i would love to hear the black it's side of that story community see, porn. right oh yes see, Go ahead, Amber. Uh, break it down Amber. And, no, and, 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 yeah and, that, that goes that that goes to my to my black chick watching me okay so real quick let me go back to the Boston thing real quick about <clears throat> about how I like my racism uh, covert. But the the only downside is the the dog whistling is that sometimes I feel like I'm crazy and no one. It's like no, but there is racism here. People are like, I don't know what you're talking about. No one calls your name, right? And so I wouldn't have had a podcast otherwise because it's like no, really, there is racism, and people are like, prove it, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And so like with porn, it's like. And like with black chick watching, it's like people are like, why are you so bothered that you aren't represented anywhere? And so with these porn people, they're like, well, they they hired me. What's the problem? And it's like, well, we made porn because these white guys want to see these people. So what do you want? And it's like, well, there are markets that want brown people. And it's like, but... We know white people want it, so we made this porn. And it's like, well, you do have niches for other stuff. Right, right. Everybody, like that. white men who want to see this, so we made, you know what I mean? Like, Vivid has, Vivid has a special segment for a while anyway, for like the alt porn, where it's like, uh, tattooed up, pierced like chicks and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And it's like real punk rock porn, but it's like, that's not every mainstream white dude either. So, like, mm. there's no excuse for why there couldn't be uh, black porn stars and whatnot. And like I said, this community that they picked or the community that they showed was more of a, uh authentic at-will community. Like, it wasn't this, like, well, these this is everyone who signed to Vivid. It was like, well, these are the people signed to Vivid and all these places that hang out together. Mm-hmm. so that's why i was really like okay so y'all talk about this love and inclusion shit but off the set y'all still kind of separate out into white people hang out here and, and black people go hang out by themselves so you know it's not that fucking inclusive you know it's not like well we all fucking what the company picnic looks like exactly but, right but, but, no but what i'm saying is industry-wise it's see <clears throat> Even industry-wise, Hollywood is even more diverse than porn. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. yes, they do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they, you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they, that the one black friend, their token got the flu that day. Right. You know what I mean? Let, let's give <laughs> But it's still that. only one. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Let's yeah. just give them a little bit of credit that the token was sick, that they're not, right. they don't have Confederate flag. Let, let's, let's say that. But that this bigger issue with the community is not just them, that this is not a reflection of them. Yeah. And that's you why know, I that think this, that this is a reflection of not of what porn is like, is that porn unapologetically wants to cater to white a, a segment yeah. of the population. They, they don't care about, you know, socially that they don't care about anything but white people. Yeah. And that, but that's also why, at least at that level, that's also why I think a more interesting documentary would be with black stars. Like it would just be more interesting because no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what they think about the idea of like, I know that some black porn stars are looking at that shit. Like, you know, I know somewhere Janet Jack me is looking at this shit. Like really, they did a whole fucking documentary and, uh, nobody, uh, asked me. nobody called v- Vanessa know. Del Rio. Nobody I'm called, sorry. you know, whoever. go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm just saying, as far as, you know, the, the black, you know, black porn stars, or even just non-whites, because you can't even just say blacks, but the non-whites that are, that right. are not being yeah. represented. People of color. Um, right, people of color that are not being represented. I think that the sexualization of women of color, mm-hmm. you know, the whole massive syndrome, mm-hmm. um, I think that discounts the, the, the sexuality and the attractiveness and the desirability of, of, of porn stars of color to where it's it's not as um it's not as ooh you know what i'm saying like oh yeah, yeah okay they're fucking for money great but we got these these bombshell white chicks that you know what i'm saying like the 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 standard of beauty is a little different and black women and women of color are more sexualized in general because it's okay to see in the movies you see you know a white guy in the impossible white man movies mm-hmm. he may have an exotic looking non-white love interest mm-hmm. whereas it's where, if not ever, that you see a black man with a non-black or non-ethnic love interest. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that, that has a lot uh, to do with um, also yeah, the forbidden fruit of it all. We're not yeah. forbidden, like it's like whatever. Like they feel a sense of entitlement to the sexuality of, of women of color. Yeah, so I would even need a documentary for that. I would even venture to say that uh, porn, like, and this is gonna sound fucked up, but I, I just as someone that watches enough porn, it's more fucked up towards black dudes. In the industry, uh-huh. because it's seen as like, like literally one of the stars is like, if I'm broke at 30, I'll do another girl, girl scene. I'll, I'll stop retiring. I'll do girl, girl. If I'm broke at 32, I'll do a girl, a boy, girl scene. If I'm broke at 34, I'll do two guys and I'll do like anal or something like that. And if I'm broke at 36, I'll fuck a black dude. Yep. Like that's like the worst. Like it's the yeah. worst and most salacious thing you can do at the same yeah. time. Like, oh, you fucking black yeah. dudes. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> because white men can't handle their women fucking black men. Right, but they will watch it. Which is ironic. Like, oh, no, not. the bigger stars and the bigger um, performer of the year for uh, it's like it's a, a fucked up dichotomy because on the one hand it's like no, no, don't do that, but when they have and then they do it, it's like I want to watch that. Yeah, like it's, it's like well, so yeah, fucked I have, up. I have clients um, that are that are non that are non black, they're yeah. not of color, um, and they buy their pieces that they buy um, are it's a married couple, and their pieces are all black. If I don't have an ebony version of what she wants, right. Then she won't buy it because her husband likes to use them on her. And yeah, I think that is is fantastic in in a not good way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> with her using, you know, 
she's okay with her, you know, being, you know, plowed by these huge phallic objects as long as they're ebony because he can't, he doesn't feel like he can compete with that. Right. Yeah, you know it's like weird. That's, that's apples and oranges. It's not, you're not really doing nothing. It's apples and oranges because if you were another white man, I got a problem. Right. Exactly. That's, that's me. Yeah, it's, it's really it's weird. The otherness of it that makes it exotic somehow. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that, I don't know. At a certain point, it's, your kink is my, it, your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay type situation at mm-hmm. a certain point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to a micro level versus a industry level. Yeah, well, you know right. what's even funnier to take it one step further? If a chick fucks black dudes all the time, then her stock goes all the way down. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like yeah. if, if she fucked Lexington, Lexington still one time, People will be the most outraged, but also the most like, I need to see this. I'm turned on in yeah. a shameful, like, oh no, I got to see this black dick. But, if, <laughs> but, but if she started working for like West Coast Productions, fucking niggas on the regular, it's like, I don't like her oh anymore. Like, I don't even want to see this shit oh anymore. So it's like, it's such a fucked up headspace, man. But, um, speaking of porn, we have to, I, I've read this article. Um, a study published this week has debunked the stereotypical portrayal of porn actresses as damaged goods who enter the adult industry because they suffer from low esteem or have been victims of childhood sexual abuse. The report in the Journal of Sex Research found that porn stars are not more likely to have psychological problems than other women. In fact, they discovered those in the sex in the entertainment industry have had a more positive outlook on life with a higher self-confidence and more flattering views of their body image. Uh, and, and yeah, I guess, I mean, mm-hmm. dudes are constantly jacking off to you. There's really cannot get more confirmation than that. <laughs> more validation, acceptance. Yes. Yeah. Like everyone who knows you and recognizes you in public has jacked off to you. I don't think it gets more like it's creepy, but it's more, there's nothing more Man. flattering. Man, when, when, when you know that more uh, laptops have been spatted on and, <laughs> and TV DVDs right. have been um, spatted on with your face on it, you know that your stuff is delicious. Yeah, I'll be traveling with a damn air machine, with a wind machine, so when I walk in, my hair's blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's you! Y'all need to know it's me. <laughs> right. uh, I'm on the scene. Uh, it's goody. It's like, how'd you know? Because I jack off you all the time. Yes. Right. It's like, well, I am the shit. So. Um, in terms of psychological, I mean, what do you say to that? Thank you. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what you say. Like, I appreciate the money. I don't know. To appreciate the I sperm. I said thank you. But for the record, I used to say thank you. You say thank you. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I jacked off to you. Thank you. Thank you. I try to be humble I about it. I appreciate you. I'm glad you like my work. Yeah. Can we get a picture together? Uh, this is enough. This is enough time. You'll probably jack off to that picture. So, <laughs> um, in, ter- ah! in terms of psychological characteristics, porn actresses had higher levels of self-esteem, positive feelings, social support, sexual satisfaction, and spirituality compared to the match group. Um, I guess the norms that they studied. The research. Yeah, the, the control group. Yeah, the researchers at Pennsylvania's Shippensburg University, Texas Women's University, and Adult Industry Medical Healthcare Foundation said that they found no evidence to support the damaged goods hypothesis that all porn actresses have come from backgrounds of sexual abuse i've always even when i was younger i always kind of felt like people did that to cover up for their own issues with sex mm-hmm. in general yep. like we people see sex so negatively that it's like well the only reason someone want to keep having all this sex is because like they're, they're all fucked up and they're getting abused it's like 
Okay, I guess. I mean, that's the only way it can but, happen. But there are a lot of to you. Okay, now you me then, cause. <laughs> <laughs> but then, what was the name of that uh, that magazine? That's uh, this is Daily Co UK. I will what put it in uh, Skype, yeah, and I'll put it in the chat. Daily. Nope. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> The Daily that's not West. exactly the New England Journal of Medicine. <laughs> I know, that's Daily. right. Oh, God. No, there was another one. It was like the Journal of Sexual something. Oh, you're talking about that. Oh, all right, I'll put the link in in um, in in there, and you can check out the um, where they did the study. Um, let me see mm-hmm. if I can go back and find it. Uh, researchers at Pens- Pennsylvania Shippenburg University. Oh, Journal of Sex Research. The Journal of Sex there you Research. Go. There we go. Because um, I'm a member of the American Association of Sexual Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, and I'd never heard of that one before. Mm, so we'll have to find out if they were legit. Um, I am. I'm Googling that shit. I'm on it. <laughs> some descriptions of actresses and pornography have included attributes such as drug addiction, homelessness, poverty, desperation, and being victims of sexual abuse. Um, that was another thing I always wondered, too, is... If I was a porn star, and let's say literally, uh, I, I just decided one day I don't fucking do porn, and then you asked me about it, but it was coming from a shameful place, like why the fuck would you do porn? I think I would be like, oh, you know, I was homeless and uh, shit. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I got uh, touched. What What are the right things to say to us? You don't <laughs> think I'm a bad person, and we could keep oh, having God. this conversation because I feel like you're gonna judge me based on my answers you know um yeah and and, and i think and we've talked about this kind of before i think that for some reason when it comes to sex our country in general shuts that shit down make make women feel like their their bodies are nasty it's disgusting you know you're worthless you're you know won't nobody want you and especially when you start Mm -hmm. getting into women of color um because we overall in our country we're not considered attractive mm-hmm. and we don't have whatever the quote-unquote stereotypes or, or the qualifications of it mm-hmm. you know that's why they pick on or even white women that are like larger they get joked and picked on because yeah. they're a, a bigger size um or more curvier or have more whatever it is and I think too is that when you talk about like the con- control group, it's amazing how you can have people that don't do porn for a living, but probably have fucked just as many or more people than these porn stars Ooh. ever have in their lifetime. Right. But they're not being just a quote unquote same way. Maybe because it's not on film, it's not on DVD, it's no record of it. So, in my perspective, what is the difference? Women like sex. Women enjoy sex. Period. And when people act like there's something wrong with you, with you saying, "I like to suck dick," "I like." The fuck i like to take it up the ass or whatever it is you like to do right. as a woman well, like you, to blow on people's yeah, dice yeah blowing their dice you know <laughs> and, and 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 i'm a lady luck you know once you come right. out and start being <laughs> open about you and your sexuality as a woman society wants to shut you down because right. they don't want to hear about my mama fucking my sister fucking my aunt fucking everybody you know, wants the, to shut that down the other part of this equation too is it probably also means that people that aren't doing porn uh there's just as much sexual abuse there so it's like yes it is like on the other hand there is this like well if you assume that there's a high there's you assume because of this industry there's a high rate of child like sexual childhood abuse and stuff or higher than normal but if you looked at society you would also find be shocked to find out like yeah there's a lot of that shit happening like period people just aren't talking about it because you're not on screen but you know, there's just as much a likelihood that someone you know have been, you know, sexually uh, abused, abused or whatever. And you just, you would never think it because they're not 
having sex on tv you and, know and mm-hmm. and they've done studies about children and, and male and female both getting sexually abused in the race and how many people never ever ever talk about it because it's considered shameful a lot of your family members even judge you especially if yeah. somebody in the family does it they want to tell you it's not true it never happened shut that shit down yeah. so it's you know or, or either you're considered a liar or you consider the outcast of the family because you said uncle jimmy touched you well right. you know that uncle jimmy touched you but nobody wants to accept the fact that uncle jimmy got issues and problems that need to be fixed and i don't I, instead of me saying i don't want my child around uncle jimmy i'll keep taking you to the abuse Right, and that becomes an issue and a and, and a problem to me that needs to be addressed, and that comes to sex and sexuality and people not being comfortable with just the whole mm-hmm. concept of sex, male, female, female, male, male, male. No matter how it is, it's just when you, people talk about sex, people just have these mental blocks that they automatically throw up because they have issues just with sex. Maybe their first time was terrible. Maybe they've been raped and they've been abused, and they bring this to the table. And instead of you getting comfortable with your own sexuality is easier to just use porn stars yeah and they say there's no difference in incidents of child sexual abuse between porn actresses in question or the cross-section of average women according to their findings um of course not yeah i just it just goes on about like how it just talks more about the mental health of porn stars compared to the mental health of just average people and um i don't know man it was just kind of kind of crazy it's like yeah they they have like all the stereotypes that we have according to the story, study is kind of flipped on its head where it's like no nah, not really like uh they're not all fucked up and we're all great and Ain't that the truth vice versa right. you know it's us versus them but if you create that separation in your head then it makes it okay to be a voyeur you right. know, it makes it okay because you're this us versus them wall mm-hmm. that you can mm-hmm. dissociate yourself and and feel like you're better than something and you know we yeah. better talk better mm-hmm. than somebody yeah they and even I- did that with uh i'm sorry but uh, just real quick, even in like with, with athletes, whenever there's like, oh, this dude got caught with a DUI, and it's like the NFL has a problem with people not following the law. <laughs> and then it's like, if you did a study, you would find that the instances of a DUI in the NFL are like uh, uh, forty to fifty to sixty percent lower Lord. than re- regular everyday life DUIs. Go ahead, Amber. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just gonna say I I really 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 hate the term damaged goods, and that's all I was gonna say. Mm, yes. Especially if you've ever got anything shipped from Amazon. It's just... <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's a real definition of damage. Goods. According to this, um, this is also in Daily Mail UK. You know, uh, shout out to them. Um, did you know that today's perfect woman might closely resemble a Victoria's Secret model? But... Oh, God. 100 years ago... The female physical ideal was very different. A series of articles in 1912 and early 1913 saw Brooklyn-born Cornell student Elsie Shield, 24, hailed as the most nearly perfect physical specimen of womanhood. The 24-year-old, who was selected by the university medical examiner Dr. Esther Parker from a group of 400 women, was described by the New York Times as a light-haired, blue-eyed girl, Whose very present bes- presence bespeaks perfect health. Hmm, okay, she was five foot seven inches tall and one hundred and seventy one pounds, with a pear shaped chest, waist hip ratio of thirty five, thirty forty, where her measurement in inches, and she shares the proportions of the Venus de Mayo. Um, 
And Wilmington's Sunday Morning Star noted, although taller than the model of antiquity and correspondingly heavier, her proportions are remarkably similar. Similar. So uh, I guess back in the day, five seven one seventy one, not too bad. Mm-mm. Now fat. Yeah, you know what, <laughs> right? And and, and and what they don't say is like back in the day, the bigger you were, that meant the more money you had. So bigger women were considered really sexy because well, everybody else was skinny. Go girl, I like your big ass. That means you got money. You can feed me. Make well, me big too. Well, I find funny about it. Like we were listening to the Chance podcast last night, and they were talking about. um Oh, there were there was this comedian who was talking about how he brought this girl around that he thought was really really attractive, or he thought his friends would find attractive, which I already like have is so many fucking issues with yes. people like that. Um, like don't. Why do your friends need to validate yeah. your relationship? Right, and when what you find attractive, they not fucking them. Not even your relationship. What you find attractive. You know what oh, I'm saying? That's way worse. worse. That's way worse. Everybody has their own taste in yeah. what they consider. Literally, I, I cannot be turned on by this person unless my peers tell me it's okay to be turned on by this person. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's, that is so gay. Mm-hmm. Literally. That is so gay that you need the validation of another person to tell you if you can be attracted to someone. So, um, it, but the, you know, they, they made an aside where they were trying to be funny and he was like, well, I feel like Kim Kardashian is like, one ankle injury away from being fat and i was like what that was my response like white dudes are fucking crazy (laughs) like what are y'all watching dude Mm -hmm. it's like yeah man kim kardashian she what a fat ass now it's like y'all are have some Mm -hmm. fucking issues man like anyway um 171 five foot seven perfectly fine in 1912 can can i just oh go ahead amber yeah okay can I say it is impossible to say a uh, perfect ses- specimen, anyone ever, to say that without being racist and xenophobic? Yeah, yeah, because it really is. there is nowhere, there is no. It is in, every region of the world has a different like. Every lip size is different in different parts of the world, and type of hair is different in every part of the world. So mm-hmm. as soon as you say one type of hair is okay and one type of lip is okay then you exclude every other part of the world yeah you know what i mean well i always felt like um like i think the way that women measure attractiveness like personally is more like would you want me not necessarily would i fuck you hey yeah you know what i mean so it's like don't help mm -hmm. me so like when you start i don't want to go to the party but i want to be invited Right. Like, they're not, understand. like, uh, like, um, like, it's more like, uh, if you walk into a room knowing that everybody there does want to fuck you and does find you attractive is more important than I would I in turn fuck all these people in this room. Like, I would like to be wanted more than actually, uh, are we going to do this or not? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, talk to me like you want me. Talk to me like you respect me. Talk you to me like me. you desire me. Put me in that on that level. But, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting any. Just I, that's how I would like to be treated. And I think that's oh, how they measure it. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I have that rule. Um, I don't. I don't have guy friends that uh, uh, wouldn't want to. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to fuck me. I, I have a. I have a quota of the amount of guy friends that I have that uh, go into that space, right. and I've grandfathered in older friends 
who who <laughs> don't want to. It's a th- I am so serious. It's a thing. I can't deal with that bullshit. I'm not one of the guys. Right. I'm a woman, and uh, right. if you, I'm. No. Yeah, I think dudes are more measure. They more we more measure shit by could we fuck. That's it. Like right. that's the list of. It's like, uh, do you find me attractive? It's like, oh, you are. You know, you're handsome. It's like, well, are you gonna fuck me? No, bitch, you don't find me attractive. Get the fuck out of my face. Be a lady tonight, okay? <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> I think that's where dudes come from, man. I, like, it's uh, that. At least that's what I think. Uh, I've gathered over my years. Um, speaking of which, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, she wrote something in defense of her daughter Willow. Uh, outspoken actress and activist Jada Smith, uh, was talking about how, you know, people were dissing her daughter for cutting off her hair and dressing in her whatever clothing she wants. I, I which I, I support. I actually think it's cool. And, um, I also think it's awesome when people say, um, I don't care what y'all think. I'm rich. I know so. so. <laughs> Cause that's most people's goals. Yeah, I always like that. When it's like, she'll never have to get a real job. She can do what she wants. Right. Yes. My kids, like my kid could buy you. So let's all calm down with the, <laughs> like your daughter's hair isn't long enough. Uh, my, my daughter could pay you enough to say her hair is long enough. That's the point of this. Um, your, my daughter could buy your hair. Right. He's like, <laughs> give me your hair right now. Cut it off. It's like, okay. Um, so uh she was she wrote something um um about the degradation of men through the degradation of women kind of um she said how is a, is man to recognize his full self his full power through the eyes of an incomplete woman the woman that has been stripped of goddess recognition and diminished to a big ass and full breast for physical comfort only the woman who has been silenced so she may forget her spiritual essence because her words stirred too much thought outside of the pleasure space. The woman who has been diminished to covering all that rots inside of her with weaves and red bottom shoes. Uh, shout out, to, shout out to weaves and red bottoms though. Don't hate. Um, I'm sure the men who restructured our societies from cultures that honored women and had no idea of the outcome, um, they had no idea that eventually even men would render themselves empty and longing for meaning, depth, and connection. There is a deep sadness when I witness a man that can't recognize the emptiness he feels when he objectifies himself as a bank and truly believes that he can buy love with things and status. It is painful to witness the betrayal when a woman takes him up on that offer. He doesn't recognize that the creation of a half woman has contributed to his repressed anger and frustration of feeling he is not enough. He then may love no woman or keep many half women as his prize. He doesn't recognize that is his submersion in the imbalanced warrior culture uh, where violence is the means of getting respect and power as the reason he can break the face of the woman who bore him four children. When when woman is so lost, so is man. The truth is, woman is the window to a man's heart, and a man's heart is the gateway to his soul. Power and control will never outweigh love. May we all find our way, Jada. Okay. Yay! So I Low just, clap for that shit. Okay, so I just said, I'm not going to be friends with guys who don't want to fuck me, because I don't want to, you know, I got to feel like a goddess. Shit. I don't want to feel like a boy. And then this happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, so amber you 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 feel like it goes opposite of what you're saying or are you saying that? yes it feels like it's the opposite of now i feel shallow mm, mm. so you're saying <laughs> i need but to do he, some reevaluating here, here's what i was here's what i think though um i think when that when i was talking earlier about like women wanting to feel attractive and 
uh, wanted and desired i feel like that also is the gateway to being kind of um actually being treated like a person like mm-hmm. like honestly yeah. there's a like there's a reason dudes don't open the door for people they don't think is attractive where you see like this motherfucker close the door on me like that feeling yeah is also and this motherfucker ain't taking me seriously and this motherfucker ain't gonna want to talk to me like you can't even get an in if they don't find you somewhat attractive for a lot of dudes nope. so I, I you know it's kind of like the attractiveness is an end and then you kind of hopefully become more right. than just i'm attracted to you and it doesn't just stop there it's like oh well let's see what's on her mind yeah and, and also something else yeah. that people don't want to talk about men and women are attractive sexually and different things turn men and women on men are very visual so mm-hmm. you know you got big ass big titties or whatever they into that turns them on women like oh nigga you cook oh my pussy getting wet oh you put the kids to bed oh we're gonna fuck real right? good and hard tonight they look at shit like that like it's, it's, it's not the it's not the it's not on the same level the things that turn men and women on and so yes a woman wants to feel needed she wants to feel wanted she wants to feel desired and your sexual look sometimes to a, to a lot of women has nothing to do it's like if you make me feel good nigga we gonna fuck if you make me feel bad and you don't i don't feel love and i don't feel wanted, i don't feel needed you ain't getting shit from me which is completely different and mm-hmm. how men and women are turned on mm-hmm. yeah that's deep and then and then what, what Dreda was saying in, in, the, in her in her written piece Along the lines of now we've created half women because I'm fine and I got to weed red bottoms or whatever to fit in what I, to what I feel like a man wants. Mm-hmm. Whereas what a man needs is more than that. Mm-hmm. And we don't develop that part of our persona. We develop the part that gets us in, but we don't get developed the part that keeps us there. Yeah. And I like that her idea of this being a reflection on the do too. Cause a lot of times we have so many articles like women should do this. Women should do that. And this is how you get a man. And this, you know, all this shit, but then it's never like, what does this say about men that these things are what you need to do? Like, well, you just right. need to look a certain way and then you'll get a man. It's like, Ooh. and that's, that's, that's the elephant in the room because it's, it's, it is a vicious cycle and it is the yin and yang. And if you do this, then we do this. But what are we doing it for? Right. You know, it's, it's what's in it for me versus what's in it for us. It takes a village and shit. But we've gotten so far away from the communal part and support part and the uplifting part. Yeah. Especially like in, when in you. And stuff like that. You know, like with the porn star that was doing real estate. Did you mention the porn star that was doing the real estate? She probably would have done great if the economy was better because she's beautiful. Right. Attractive to the, you know, the, the mainstream standard of beauty. So she probably do great with getting clients, but she may not know shit about real estate. Right. Yeah, that's possible. You know what I'm saying? The like other she thing. Be, she has to be pretty and smart. Right. The, the other thing, too, I was going to throw out there is like, um, it, it's also like when she said dudes reducing themselves to like a bank. So it's like mm-hmm. all this value that you as a man could be presenting to someone, you're now like, I don't have a certain type of job, so I'm worthless. I don't have mm-hmm. this much money, so who the fuck's gonna wanna hang out with me anyway? Cause mm-hmm. I ain't shit. Like, I, I a band to make a band. Right. I can't afford the bands to make a dance. Yep. Um, all right, man. Uh, we gotta do some guest erase. Even though I had more, oh, I had so much more stuff. I gotta save this when we get other more women on here. Oh, yeah, save it. <laughs> gotta, I love having other women on the show. Just had to book even more women than normal. Um, oh, yeah. All right, we gotta do some guest erase because I know the chat room is racist and they're getting antsy right now. Like, they're not gonna do guest erase. It's almost time to go. Um, so I will do some. Um, a Harlem man 
claims relatives voodoo spells made him beat his grandmother to death with an artificial elephant tusk what Mm -hmm. you know how it is voodoo spells happens all the time a Harlem man who believed relatives had put him under a voodoo spell fatally beat his grandmother and critically wounded his sister with an artificial elephant tusk Wednesday and then injured six cops sent oh, to damn, subdue him. going to get it. Six cops, man. YOLO. Dominique <laughs> Anderson, 27, Dominique Anderson, uh, went on a wild rampage in his family's apartment just two days after discovering a makeshift shrine in his sister's bedroom closet that contained a doll and a photo of him. Uh-oh. Maybe it's real, y'all. Anderson's grandmother, Beverly Holmes, 62, died Wednesday night, and his sister, Simone, 17, suffered a bloody gash in the violence that erupted at the St. Nicholas Ave flat around 8 a.m. in the morning. My son believes Simone and my mother were chanting on him some voodoo. What if this is just a practical joke going horribly wrong? Oh, mm. uh, see, this is why you don't do practical joke on black folks. They don't, they don't yeah. play that bullshit. Can't take it. Mm-hmm. Can't take it. Um, she's like, clean up your room. What? <laughs> Give me that elephant test. I will beat the shit out of you, Grandma. I'm not cleaning my room. Uh, a team of cops tried to subdue him with pepper spray and a taser, but Anderson allegedly continued to battle, striking one cop with the 18-inch fake tusk. Oh my. Mm-hmm. I know. I know what you're thinking, uh, Amber. At least it's not real ivory, and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> five, five, five other officers were hurt. Uh, did he hurt them? I thought it just took six to subdue him. I didn't know he beat up six dudes. Oh, he was going at it. Good grief. Oh, he was getting, getting at work. Voodoo may have been at play, yo. Um, Holmes and Anderson <laughs> were taken to Harlem Hospital where the grandmother died around 6.15 p.m. And the alleged attacker was undergoing a psychiatric evaluation. Simone Anderson was also treated at the hospital and was in stable condition. Dominique is like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Mary Anderson said, adding her son recently stopped taking medication for mental illness. Oh, uh, yep. That's 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 how they do you. They had to throw it in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Mary- <laughs> sometimes it's true. I mean, yeah, I guess it was, away from it. it. But you know what? It is like when I see a black dude robbing a bank. I don't give a fuck if it's true or not. I'm still. I still had that moment of shit. Had to be a black dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I know when you read these hear these crazy articles. I know your party is like yeah. At least he wasn't, uh, didn't say anything about being mentally ill. So, okay, cool. Uh, he, exactly. He's terrible, but he's not part, I'm not related to him at all. I don't know why they had to mention it, but still, it might yeah. be true. Um, uh, her, Mary Anderson said her son began acting strangely Monday night after she went into, his, he went into his sister's closet and found a little shrine with his picture on it and a foot tall doll. Uh, what was he doing in his sister's closet? Ain't that the truth? Dominique said, yeah. oh my God. I can't believe my own family is chanting and trying to do these things to me. He grabbed the picture and threw it out. Um, I, why would you do that to someone though? I mean, I'm not saying they deserve to die, but like, what would no, make you stop taking his meds and they were like chanting for his, you know, to get that on them or whatever. You know how I don't yeah. know. Which still is maybe they were like which, praying good things for him in the voodoo ness, which does technically make him right. Like, I feel bad that he, <laughs> I, like, some, part of me feels bad that he was right. Like, damn, man. Uh, she explained that her mother would go into the closet every morning when she arrived at the apartment to chant. All injured officers are taken to the hospital. Charges against Anderson are pending. Guess the race of Dominique Anderson, grandmother killer. 
Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. All right. What okay, you, I got Amber? this. Cho, Shirley, Pukizazami, Noraret. Didn't know I knew a little Creole. That's one of your people. That's that's mm. that's that's a Haitian. Haitian, okay. Check the chat room. Lafayette from True Blood, black horse and carriage ass nigga. One who adds tree plus tree equals four. Shut uh, up, Leonard. That would be that would be six, and uh, that was Paul Andre Joseph. That would be six, sir. Uh, tree plus tree, obviously. Oh, sorry, Leonard. Cocoa bread, mango, shea butter, lemongrass, braiding hair on the corner for ten dollars. Dylon spits hot fire, Jamaican black. <laughs> wow. She put roots on him, half Haitian coon biscuit. Coon biscuit. That's a new one. That's a new one. Coon biscuit. I have no idea. Yes. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but I like it. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. All go, everything. Trinidad James. Chief Keith looking nigga. Oh. Joe Harris says, oh. Is he a cornball brother? Um, <laughs> beat up six cops. Be, beat up six cops and live. Gonna say white. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's very valid. That is valid. That's yeah, it. that's a good point. He didn't take any bullets. Port-au-Prince black, but not in the Kwanzaa spirit black. Well, hey, it's Christmas, so I'm going to give anyone who guessed black or Haitian or Jamaican the the, the point because uh, they look black, Haitian, or Jamaican to me. Uh, they were not white or Puerto Rican looking, unless there's like black Puerto Ricans, wow. then maybe they were, but they look really... Uh, I don't know. They look really black to mm. me. I mean, because you don't, you don't beat up six cops and not die or suffer some sort of bullet wound. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the Skype chat so y'all can see Yeah, it. every once in a while these things happen, and uh, we're always amazed when I read these stories, and that's why we play Guess the Race, exactly, because uh, of shit like this. I will say his the picture they have of him on his cell phone looks real black as he's holding up some type of gang sign. Uh, I don't know. With a uh, L.A. cap on and some nigga in the background looking even more mad. So, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> racist ruined Christmas outing for Calgary family. Uh-oh. Mm. Oh, Canada. What should have been a joy? Oh. What should have been a joyous outing seeking a Christmas tree turned into an ugly racist confrontation that left some Calgarians questioning their chosen city. Laura Sharp, who moved with her three young children from Toronto to Calgary two years ago, reminds me of another person that had three young children that moved in Canada. Hmm. Said her family was looking for a tree to cut down in Brad Creek Provincial Park last Thursday after she secured a permit to do so. Okay. Sharp said they spotted the ideal evergreen along Highway 66, and they were proceeding to cut it down to install in their Thorncliffe home. Our permit was on the dashboard in the car, and they'd given us a map to show us where we could cut down trees, said Sharp, who's 31. (laughs) It was then, she said, that a white SUV driven by Al Callens, and OJ was in the back on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That a a white SUV drove past them and then quickly returned to where the mother and her kids, aged 10, 11, and 12. Wow, don't take any time off, man. Wow. Popping those bad boys out. Back to back to back. How you pregnant for for a year and a half though? Like how do you? Uh, I don't. She was just getting those bad boys out of there, man. Yeah, one out. Let's do it again. Yeah, she's like, okay, baby's out. Get the fucking. Let's go. Um. Anyway, she they had paused with their new Christmas tree. It was a white couple, and they started taking pictures. They were in their fifties, and they could have been school teachers. She recalled. The man said, "Sharp." By the way. I love women witnesses in these articles. 
the details they have so much better than when it's a dude do <laughs> witnesses are like i don't know he was between four foot two seven foot twelve uh i think he was wearing like a green uh, uh green like shirt or something i don't know he had a, he had on clothes he uh was definitely wearing <laughs> shoes that's why, that's why it's hard to go get the person he appeared to be a person of some type could have been a woman wasn't sure <laughs> oh lord <laughs> like, like these female witnesses be adding so much rich details could have been teachers uh they look like they drank coffee that morning and uh he preferred tea, and she took hers with the two rich sugars. The aroma of the roasted beans. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> he right. took his with two right. sugars, definitely. Um, all right. The man said Sharp then yelled at the four, um, insisting that they had no legal right to harvest a tree while the woman shot video of them on her smartphone. <laughs> this reminds me of that that person that uh told karen to not to look in the uh not to open up the freezer section oh, at harris teeter that white couple oh yeah and they're like mm-hmm. oh don't i like to look and know what kind of bacon i'm getting before i open up the fridge it's like bitch this ain't your electricity get the fuck out <laughs> oh i wish i was there anyway mm-hmm. um <laughs> i said it's not illegal and then he called us dumb stupid niggers to me and my mm-hmm. kids that were about 10 to 15 feet away from us the couple then quickly drove off um, I like that they they got the fuck out of there. Yeah, when they realize she's out of chopping a tree with a fucking axe and like y'all talking right. shit and yeah. taking pictures. And, and I'm gonna tell you the next detail tells you exactly why they got out of here. Uh, although we can't play guess the race now, obviously. Um, Sharp, who's of Jamaican descent? Oh, oh. <laughs> that's why they. Up. That's why they got oh. out of there. <laughs> and, my, and, my, and my thing is, I heard that, the horn blowing. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm pretty sure uh, the way she was talking was probably not slow. Yeah, she. You know? Well, she said she was stunned by the blunt racist hostility hurled at her and her three children during that what should have been a time of peace and goodwill. Her family said uh, she had never encountered such open bigotry in Toronto, and the experience has left her doubting the wisdom of her move west. Don't let these two white people ruin your experience, mm-hmm. y'all. Don't don't let them win. Don't let them win. Y'all have a good Christmas, a Kwanzaa, whatever you niggers celebrate. And <laughs> <laughs> you 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 see what happened when you aren't Lady Luck, lady. <laughs> so um, he. I'm sorry. All right. Um, I'm so turned off of Calgary now. I don't know who thinks of me as dumb, stupid nigger and who doesn't. I say you stop them on the street and ask each one individually. Ask Get a shirt that asks the question. Yeah. Do I look like a uh, dumb, stupid nigger to you or not? Um <laughs> And you okay. know what? People look at you not, not. That's all you yeah. hear. They wouldn't answer not and just run away. What What do you mean? Oh, yeah, my shirt. Uh, she, came, she came to Calgary when she was transferred by her telecommunications employer. Soon after the incident, a park ranger appeared and was told of the encounter. Um, uh, he listened sympathetically and held the family secure, uh, helped them secure the tree on the roof of their vehicle. But the mom said her children had already been traumatized by the ignorant couple. We were so excited about this tree, but this just ruined it. They don't want to cut down a tree again. The kids were angry. I say you go to that person's house and cut down all their trees. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Put, and put your tree in their yard. Yeah. And then, From the clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Jerk curry chicken 
Mm-hmm. I don't know any Jamaican. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't have any Jamaican accents. Um, All I know is three plus three <laughs> equals fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> I just know some swears. Right? Yeah. Uh, All I know is Trinidadian cuss words. Um, so, uh, my favorite of which being "mother cunt," which is the, yep, 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 yep. Oh, by far the most one. offensive best cuss word What's I've ever come cunt? across. Uh, anybody that you don't like, apparently. Oh. Like a super bitch. Like, that's mm-hmm. just... They, they yeah, call it... Yeah, they're like, your mother cunt. Huh. like, mm-hmm. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> you know? I love that shit. That, that wow, just like, sounds bad. That. Like, oh, yeah. I know, it's... I stick to American ones. Like, Caribbean swears are, like, next level. Yeah, I got, like, chills like, the first time. Like, hurt your feelings. Like, cut words are cut words. Those mm-hmm. hurt your feelings. Yeah, I got yeah. chills. The first time I heard one of them call someone mother cunt, I got chills. Like, I like I tried like meth for the first time. I was like, my, my mother is a cunt. I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, I, I need that. What is that? I need to use the. How do <laughs> how do I use this cuss word? What are the situations that uh, we would use? Right. And I figured them all out, and I I used it myself for a long okay, time. Okay, give me another one. I like that. One. Give me another one. Uh, the other one they had was like lime, but that just means you chilling. Like that's not really that's nothing really salacious about that shit. I need some like, profanity. Yeah, right. Yeah, Mother Cunt was the best one. That's the one that stuck with me. I don't remember all the rest of them, okay. but I, I lived with them for like two years, and that that was my favorite thing. I was like, "Get out of my room, you Mother Cunt!" And they'd be like, "What, Rod? That's not even how you use it." Like, I just want to. <laughs> That's not how you. I just want to be down. Teach me. Um. <laughs> anyway, man, they ruined Christmas for these Mother Cunts. Next, uh, <laughs> next thing. Uh, we had to talk about some sore ratchetness. Um, I think we talked about this dude from Butte, so let's talk about this other one. Um, a a Banbury man has been found guilty of racially harassing his ex-girlfriend's father and threatening him with a samurai sword. Banbury magistrate's court heard on Monday how at the time of the incident in February, Leon Keton, now of Harlequin Way, Banbury, was living in a basement flat, which he had formerly shared with his girlfriend, Miss Brady. Who's, uh, well, does Mike know about this? Anyway, whose parents <laughs> occupied the house above since Ketan's relationship with Miss Brady ended. She had left the flat and moved back in with her parents. Um, relations between Ketan and Brady, uh, became strained. On February 23rd, when Ketan was vacuuming and listening to music, the electricity supply tripped out and to the reset switch he had to get access to the brady's house i guess he was living in their basement okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he was living in their basement and (laughs) with with his quote-unquote girlfriend she moved out and moved up into the house upstairs (laughs) (laughs) i would love to hear that last argument that's it I'm moving now. I'm moving in with my parents. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> I'm going upstairs. Don't you try to give me the key. Don't you ever try to come back here downstairs to the basement. Unless you need it. something from down here that, you know. I love it. They love each other when they shower. Right. <laughs> 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 like, like she goes to shower. He's like, I know that you showering. I'm going to flush the toilet. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't ever want to see you again until dinner time. Yeah, I hate you. Um. So uh, he, he he had to get access to the house. Uh, Stephen Brady described how he was sitting in the convers- conservatory. Oh, this house has a conservatory. What the hell is a conservatory? I don't know. A rich room. A room. 
a, a what room? The sitting room. Sitting room, the sitting yeah. Room in the front mm-hmm. with plastic couch covers. It's a room for when you get rich and you just have extra rooms. You got to call them something. <laughs> where you can <laughs> serve. It's a room where you can serve. Right. He was conserving his yeah. industry. Uh, and actually, he was conserving his electricity because he cut that shit off. <laughs> when um, when Cadden rang the doorbell and demanded he reconnect the electricity supply, Catan then allegedly told Mr. Brady's, called Mr. Brady's wife a whore before walking back down the steps to his flat in the basement of the That's house. That's how you get your electricity back on. Right. Can you turn on the electricity? Give me one second. I gotta go get the box. Also, neither here nor there. Your wife is a whore. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> your daughter, I still hate your daughter. All right. Uh, he had a sword in front of him with a red orange sheath, two to three feet long. Ooh. I started walking down to the flat. He held out the sword and said, do you want some of this? No. I don't want none of that. <laughs> Correct answer is no. You do not want some of that. Um, Ketan was also said to have used a racial insult berating Mr. Brady's Scottish nationality. Um, I don't know any Scottish insults. Yeah, so I wish I did. I'd is say Scottish that. even a race? You know what? I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know some, I know some for Irish. How do I know you're Scottish? I don't even know you is yeah. Scottish descent me I'd have no they idea. must know each other like, maybe yeah, when they were dating that's all I know yeah. I don't so even what do you, how can you racially slur somebody that's got like what do you what do you say I don't know <laughs> maybe he called him a cheddar or I don't know maybe he called him a mix or something uh, maybe it's Irish that's, that's Irish okay. yeah he's like you, you <laughs> kilt wearing motherfucker I'm like you Scottish right. egg <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if i got an argument with a scottish person if i got an argument with a scottish person i would be at a loss like they would be murdering me they win they win that, like oh that because of my american uh lack of uh my my ego being so big I have not taken the time to learn anything that would insult you because I don't give a fuck about your country. Uh, you <laughs> hard at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you Sean Connery motherfucker. That's, that's what I was saying. Okay. Um, you know, adult people not even Scottish, aren't they like... I don't I even know. know. I don't know. He's, that people are not important enough. He had a sword in front of him with a red orange sheath. Um, all right. So um, he asked, did he want some of this? Uh, and then he also called him a racial insert insult uh police had raided canton's flat previously and confiscated his collection of knives and gas guns but somehow left the fucking sword okay Uh, great police work there they noticed the samurai sword leaning against a wall on that occasion didn't take it um right they thought it was plastic or something i don't get how that see this is the problem people not taking these fucking swords seriously you took fucking knives out of his house and somehow left a big ass sword mm-hmm. it's a big ass knife it's the same fucking thing but but deadlier like what the fuck is wrong with the- mm. people swords need to be regulated if you know someone they're loving and they have access to swords <laughs> you need to get away from them okay do not be near them and the sword and quite so often nah. the sword is turned on the people that they love the most <laughs> These people gave this motherfucker a house to live in while he fucked their daughter in the basement. And he, next thing you know, he, right. he turned off the power one time. He's coming upstairs and he's talk, calling your wife a whore and talking about, do you want some? Come on now. You Scottish motherfucker. You Scottish yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Just, 
you're, you're Sean Cattery, but a cut. And then just, no. This, anyway. Um, <laughs> giving evidence, Katan, who at the time of the incident was recovering from serious injuries sustained in a car crash, denied brandishing the sword or using racially abusive language. He said, I just asked him if he could put my electric on, please. But he refused. He closed the door in my face. Then I stood in my, in my front garden and phoned my dad. I had been raided by the police previously, so I put the sword under my bed just in case I got raided again. See, it all makes sense. I get often, you know, it <laughs> all makes looking sense. around for stuff. I like how it also he is he became the most civil person in the world. In his explanation, that's where people fuck up with these alibis. Like if if they were like, look, Amber called and said that you tried to choke her in front of her mother and you gave her a black eye. I can't. My alibi can't be. Well, no, 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 no. See, I talked to Amber like a gentleman and I said, good day to you, madam. I curtsied and took off my hat and bowed to her. And then I hopped on my chariot and I was away. So I have no, it's like, no, motherfucker. These two things do not add up so hard that right. we, we I should, I hit her in the face though. Right. Yeah. It's like, and I actually, uh, you admit to one and not the other. Right. I put the bloody glove under my bed because that's why I keep my bloody gloves. What? I don't get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we find that Mr. Canton, uh, this is the chair of the bench, Chris Williamson. He says, we find that Mr. Catan did use abusive language towards Mr. Brady and the Brady's are credible and consistent witnesses. And that Mr. Catan was carrying a sword at the time of the incident. And I like that he ended the sentence there because that is a good enough reason. <laughs> like that's, he just, he was carrying a sword at the time of the incident. So really do we need to go into any further? Um, all right, we do one last right. guest to race because we didn't do a lot, but I just enjoy talking to these people so much. I'm sorry, yes, people. It was fun. So much. Did we, did we get there race? No, 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 nah, no guest to race there. We'll do one last guest to race and then we'll, uh, I'll get out of here, man. Okay. Um, do we know they're white? Is that why? Yeah, yeah. they, they got, they somehow the white. Come on. Okay. <laughs> that was too easy. Yeah, right. No gimmies here at the black guy. <laughs> uh, um, a woman who claims she could not walk without crutches got benefits and is jailed at the being caught performing sex acts she we could... did this we did this yeah oh no you Please. know what where's my 40 acres did this <gasps> so Sorry. you already you already know the answer to this no awkward that's cheating hold on no i don't care if you okay, listen well, to i don't i listen i don't to know them. the answer you don't know the answer all right well this is just for no. you all right um uh so um Actually, wait. This article got copied wrong. Uh-oh. We can't do it anyway. Half okay. half of it's missing. Oh, damn. That's all right. Let's do this one. A mother of three steals a car, picks up an armed boyfriend, and tries to make a getaway, but drives straight into a police charity event with 24 officers. Well, damn. Right. <laughs> Black, you haven't even got out the title yet. A mother of three drove a stolen car right into the middle of an annual police charity event in Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. You thought she was going to get off easy chill? Fuck no. Tessia Kane, 22, took the vehicle straight into the hands of authorities who had just received an alert that it was in their vicinity. So that's even worse. It's like, be on the lookout for a... Oh, there it is. Oh, damn. <laughs> also in the car was Kane's boyfriend, Durain Durham, 24, who was in possession of a loaded handgun, some marijuana, and her three children, ages four, five, and four months. Wow. Wow. Or Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Two dozen. Yeah, the little girl was wearing really tight spandex and her midriff was showing, so. With some high heels, with six inch high heels. 
uh it was actually a two-seater and all of them would fit in the car so there you go um two dozen voyton voyton beach policemen had gathered in the local walmart parking lot for their department's annual shop with a cop event for under underprivileged children or like as i like to call it uh the young snitches in training program uh officer <laughs> Officers were informed that there was a stolen car in the area, and then Kane rolled into the parking lot in a vehicle matching the exact description. <gasps> Police spokeswoman Stephanie Slater told uh, the news station that irony, that's irony at its best. And you know, you have a parking lot full of police officers and a stolen car coming right to them, so it was perfect for us. Kane was pulled over ah. and initially told the police that the car was on loan from a friend, but wasn't able to produce any more details. Yeah, where'd you get the car? Uh, my friend, let me borrow it. She saw the car with her kids, though, like. Right. <laughs> and her boyfriend, who had a loaded gun and some weed. As reported in the Palm Beach Post, police said the investigation revealed this vehicle to be a confirmed stolen vehicle with Kane in direct control operating it. When officers checked Kane's boyfriend, Durham, they found he was carrying a loaded forty five caliber handgun in his waistband. Because if you're going to carry a gun, you definitely want to keep it next to your dick. You know, especially, right. if, it's, especially if it's loaded. Um, but <laughs> police also found marijuana in Kane's wallet. None of the three children was wearing safety belts. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ! It was a stolen car. Should he nearly steal a car with car seats? Uh, say that. Okay. Say. She, she went oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. You gotta be thinking about your kids all the time. You know what I'm saying? Go to the go to the park and steal a car because there's car seats there. And I guarantee her Twitter account says I'm a mother first. And you know yes. what? <laughs> this is the not, very first thing. Mother not, three. Oh, I hate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> This is not that type of behavior. This is not that type of behavior. The children were put in the custody of their father while Kane and Durham were are both in jail. Durham told authorities he didn't recognize a car that he was picked up in by his girlfriend, but didn't ask where it came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was charged with armed trespassing with the conveyance, the stolen car. Kane's faces charges of grand theft auto, marijuana possession, and child neglect. Guess the race, people. Ooh, somebody else. I told you. You, now oh. you, Goody already said black. You sticking with black? I'm sticking with it. All are right. they both the same race? They are both the same race. Chat room first. Oh, so, oh, going to the chat room. This is like a uh, lifeline. I didn't know we could have a lifeline. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like uh, who wants to win a million dollars here? And it's high stakes because we only had a couple of a uh, couple of guesses today. So all right, let's check the chat room. Because it feels white. It feels privileged. Like, I feel like black people would know, but she had many... three kids at 22. I and, know, but and, it feels and... like too many chances. All right, There's let's see. Army... <laughs> too many because chances. if it was on the way to a crime, this is horrible. This is yeah, horrible. this is pretty bad. This is... <laughs> You're digging yourself deeper home. to a crime. It was stolen. There's drugs. There's an armed, there, there's a gun, there's the kids without the seat. Like, that feels so privileged. Like, why would you mm. take that chance? Well, according so to the chat room. The with her kids with her, though. Like, who does that? According yeah, to the, according to the chat room. white person. According to the chat room. <laughs> True. Evo says, nigga, 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 don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> Lewis Gossett Jr. Black. Um... Nah, Lewis Gossett got too much uh, integrity to be that kind of black. Uh, black boyfriend, white chick. That's what I was thinking. Oh, Blizzak. Well, they both the same race, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Blizzak. Yeah, yeah, but it was a good one. That would have been my next guess. Mm-hmm. Them niggas, says Francois. <laughs> a species of monkey that dwells primarily on porches. 
A maple syrup guzzling white, a black couple who commits multiple crimes, and cream in my coffee reader black. Uh, Oh, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go with white. Damn it, I hate it when I don't have something funny. Uh, One who will slap her child in Walmart for running the cart into the back of her heel after telling her, don't ask for shit, I only have $50 left on my EBT card black. You don't know my life, though. You don't know right. my life. He really didn't have to get descriptive. <laughs> that personal. Talk about my grandma one more that, time. That, that was somebody was with somebody saw me at Walmart yesterday. That's what that was. Um, oh, I got something. I got something, Rod. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, I, uh, I did, you got to bear with me. I did this. Uh, uh, oh, damn it. You, okay. I believe I you. I got into this. Uh, um, nobody touched me. I'm in Mensa uh, white. <laughs> I like that description. Yeah, that was, I like that you were so excited about it. That's what I like the most. It's like, hold up, wait, do not reveal the race. I gotta get this right till I get this out. Hold up. Uh, all right, the correct answer is black. They were black. They. they I hate that we were right about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, guess the race is. Guess the race is the only game you can only lose. Cause either you got it right. If you get it right, you're a horrible fucking racist. And if you get it wrong, then you're also racist. Okay, I know I'm a racist. Yeah. I know I'm a racist. I want a Mexican doing my yard, an Asian doing my nails, and an African doing my braids. I know I'm a racist. Right. We all do it. All right, man. Well, this has been another Blackout Test podcast, man. Our guests were Amber and Goody. Uh, you can check them out. Uh, of course, Black, Sexy, Geeky, and Mental.com. And a lady in the sheets dot com. Um, both of them will be in the show notes. Their Twitter handles will be in the show notes. Um, I gotta get out of here and set my lineup so I can win this championship against my brother. Um, but make sure you guys hit us up the blackouttest.com. All the contact information is in the about section on the blackouttest.com. Don't forget you guys can check out, um, phone number, uh, voicemail, the email, all that stuff, uh, and our Twitter and all that stuff. Make sure you guys do that. Have a happy Christmas. If we don't talk to you guys again until Thursday, yeah, have Merry Christmas, y'all. And, uh, until tomorrow, love you. You too. Mwah.